get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to... You did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I, to pretend like I was ready. <laughs> Welcome to the 57th episode of the What Up Dope Podcast. Yep. And it's hot. It's humid to the motherfucker. Woo, then shit. a motherfucker. Man, it was so fucking hot earlier. And then it just rained and it just became more humid. And it went from like... Blistering <laughs> hot to like crazy humid and it's just been that fucking way all day man i know i'm for the most part alone on this man but I, man i can't i really don't like the summer dog. <laughs> like for myself like it's i understand that like a lot of people like the heat and like you know people like to wear less clothes and people like to view people wearing less clothes but like just for me personally like my personal level of comfort Man, the summer, man, I hate the summers here, man. It's just too fucking hot. And it's not like hot like, oh, it's 110 degrees out. It's like fucking humid ass hot. So it's like you go outside and immediately like you just sweating and just like it's sticky and just uncomfortable, man. I hate that shit. We got that fucking like you got to take three showers a day ass heat here when it's hot. And I hate yeah, that shit. Yeah, this shit is, uh, yeah, it's funny. That's how uh, Kellen is. He's, he's Yeah, he's Kellen's a- the only person I know that's like that. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, man. I'm not, I don't wish it was cold. I'm just not a fan of extreme temperatures. I don't want it to be fucking two degrees, and I don't want it to be a fucking hundred. Like, just give me some mid-grade, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, what it, what was the, was it a, in uh, the wire, was it a 40-degree day? Yeah. What he was talking about? I take a fucking 40-degree day, shit. Yeah, I mean, that's following me. If I had to choose, though, I would take the cold. Because, like, I mean, for me... The cold is like, it's like moderately uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but I'm not going to sweat. And I'm not going to feel like, just like bogged down by heat. Like that shit is just like overbearing to me. And like with the cold, I can like say, you can put on stuff when it's cold. You can dress warm or you can, uh, you know, lay under multiple covers and some shit. But it's like when it's hot. It's like it don't even really matter what you do, cause like you could, you can take off clothes and be less hot, but you ain't gonna be like you're not. It's not like you're gonna take off clothes and walk out. Not take off clothes, but like say if you walked out today, for instance, in nothing but shorts, you didn't have on no shirt, nothing. You just walked out nothing but shorts. You still gonna be hot, like you can. And for me, I would still sweat. Like it's just that fucking nasty of a weather man i just don't like it man i, I it's nothing you could take off to make you not hot no more and right. like that you just not being me. touched by shit like yeah no sweaty shit on yeah i don't like going outside in this type of weather like i'd rather just stay inside and sit in front of air conditioner that's that's what i did i went to work late today because michael had a doctor's appointment so i took the first half of the day off i didn't go into work till two o'clock i spent the little bit the time that I had before work I had to go get my passport but um I spent the rest of the time just sitting in front of air conditioning and watching True Detective man like I'm I'd rather do that man 
I don't want to be outside walking around and shit. Like, this. It sounds horrible. Like, it sounds fucked up. Like, I don't want to be outside walking and shit. But, like, I don't want to be outside walking and shit, man. It's too goddamn hot, man. I don't like sweating, man. That shit. Nah. Just make man. you sweat it's, too much. It's like, I woke up late today and I realized that I left my. I left the garage door key in my wife's car. She's at work, so. I needed shit out to the garage to do stuff today, so I go downtown, pick up the key, then I'm like, well, shit, I'm hungry now, so I stopped at Green Dot, had a squid burger, uh, that was actually pretty good. Um, Man, we gotta tell our, uh, our non-local listeners about Green Dot, though. Alright, so, Green Dot Stable is a, uh, Place where they keep horses. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spot uh, off Lafayette, um, kind of near Corktown area. And they pretty much specialize in random sliders from, you know, your standard uh, cheeseburger sliders to kimchi sliders to. Uh, they got one of my favorite ones that I get all the time is the. Uh, um, Fuck, it's so, such my favorite. I can't I remember. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. It's buffalo chicken. I would say you loose with the word right, favorite. Right, right. <laughs> it's like a grilled chicken with a. I don't know if it's a ranch sauce. It's a white sauce. I think it's ranch sauce. It could be, and it's a. They have a like a real thin slice of celery. Hmm. Kind of puts you mad just buffalo, buffalo chicken. Yeah, just like a buffalo. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, and they they all range for like three and four dollars. Yeah. Um, I, I typically pretty well, sizable though for like three or four dollars. Not right, like right. you getting a White Castle burger for three or four dollars. You getting a pretty pretty decent sized burger for that's a for slightly like three. bigger than a White Castle burger. But yeah. I mean, you don't think you're getting you know full size burgers in that bitch. Yeah, but you ain't getting no no weak shit neither. Like it's like if you get like like if you go to White Castle, man, like motherfucker can eat like ten to twelve White Castles. But like you can go to Green Dot, maybe get like three sliders of shit, and you good. Right. So, yeah, and then they uh, and so they have all these random um, sliders. I was trying to look up the menu uh, for the other random stuff because I don't, I don't venture off too much. Um, I do. That's my point in going. Well, I always get the mystery burger. Me too. Whatever the mystery burger, is, I get it no matter what. Uh, I have never not got the mystery whatever the mystery is mystery meat or whatever whatever it is i've never not got it yeah i typically get the mystery one no matter what uh the first time i went they had uh it was during christmas season and they had reindeer <laughs> i've never had I, i've never had the rain i've never had reindeer and, and I, I think they really were pretty creative with it because excuse me they had uh the patty of whatever you know, rain uh, that animal, and then they had they had uh, cherry tomatoes on it, kind of mm-hmm. like you know reindeer's nose and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but it, I'm looking at the menu now. I mean, they have a barbecue bacon. They have a Korean one. They have a buffalo chicken. They have a fried chicken one. It's like what panko uh, um, breaded. Mm-hmm. You know, they got typicals of like grilled cheese. They got a. I don't even. I, I never noticed they had a black bean burger. Maybe that shit new. I don't know. Yeah, cause I, yeah, I think some of those are new. But I don't know. So, and then the mystery one. So, like I say, uh, that was. I've had kangaroo. Damn. Up there, I've had the reindeer one. I've had. I'm trying to think of any wild ones. Any kind of. I don't know. I mean, it, the, all their mystery. 
stuff isn't wild game stuff. It just that was just the most interesting stuff that I like. Yeah, I've never had wild game uh, mystery ones. My, it seems like every time I go, the mystery is like a off the wall seafood, or not seafood necessarily, but like off the wall kind of like uh, either seafood, seafood or like amphibian type thing. So like I've had like frog, I've had alligator. Um, trying to think what else I've had, but like shit like that. Yeah, it's, the mystery shit is never like, hey, our mystery burger is, I don't know, <laughs> fucking pig face. You know, it's like, it's always some like really off the wall shit. Yeah, and you don't know what it is until you get there. Right. Yeah. Well, and does it change daily? Well, actually, it changed weekly. Okay. We, they, okay. Well, they used to. Well, they haven't done it this week, but on their Instagram page, they post the me- you know that, that that little menu that that's on the wall. Uh-huh. They post that every week. Okay, I, I, so I don't you follow would know them on Instagram. The mystery, uh, oh, okay. Well, I need but, to follow them on Instagram. The crazy thing they haven't posted. They posted the same one twice. I think they fucked up. They oh, posted okay. the same one from last week again. But I was looking on on on. Um, do you follow Child Down Detroit? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, I figured you down. That's know. my nigga. I don't know him, but yeah, that's <laughs> we cool. Yeah, but he <laughs> he posted it uh, two days ago, um, and it's a confit. Baby octopus slider, man. But it was pretty good though. Um, so had that anyway. Did all that shit. Get home. It was so hot. I scrapped all the plans I fucking had, and then it rained like fucking crazy. So it was this was a waste of fucking day. Heat. The heat was just just too too much. Like this too much for real. But can you tell the people though that your baby octopus was not fried? No, it like, was not Because most of the time, like, yes. when you get, like, squid or something like that, it's always deep fried. But, like, he posted a picture of his burger. That shit was like a... That, like, they just grabbed an octopus out the fucking water and threw it on a burger. Right, right. It's, it's almost <laughs> I'm like... like Why does it look slimy? It looks like it's, like, pan-seared or something. And then it's just, you know... I don't know how they prepared it. Uh, but, yeah, it was... It, it was, was definitely pretty- something that visually would throw off people. Because a lot of times you can go there... Like I said, when I got, like, frog, it looked like a fucking... It looked almost like a, uh, like a, um, shit, like a crab cake, kind of. Mm, right, right, right. Kind of made it like a patty. Yeah, like a patty. It's just like a regular kind of like crab cake. Now, when you eat shit like amphibians, that shit is, don't taste bad, but it tastes like amphibian for some reason. Like, it's not like, like you would know. Or, or seafoody or. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's a weird taste though, because it don't taste like seafood, but it's like you could eat it and you could think like. It tastes like what they smell like, or some shit like that. And it right, sounds right. bad, but it's always good. But like, you could you could taste that shit and be like, "This tastes like an amphibian." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, but it's still good. I'm if if this is a weekly special, man, I might swing by there before the week is out so I can try that shit. Well, depending on how popular it is, you might want to go earlier than later. A lot of times, if it's popular, that shit run out in like the first three or four days. Well, today was Wednesday, so we probably still have it, but they'll never. I've rarely seen them have it for the whole week. I've tried to go on Saturday. And that shit gone. Oh, wow. Or whatever it was. So, unless you try the next two days. Yeah, that'd be your best chances, I guess. I, that's what I should say. Your best chance. So. Maybe I'll swing by tomorrow. But, yeah. So, did that, and it was day was just fucked. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then it was like, you know, wife cooked. And I was sitting around like, shit, I need cigars for the podcast. Need drinks. I finally left out did that shit. And then, man, I'll tell you one thing. It's so good when you have a mate that actually cooks i actually it's just it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) it truly is but you i'm gonna i'm gonna allow you to elaborate 
Um, well, no, I'll just say today we just had spaghetti and meatballs, but <laughs> uh, and it was awesome too. Um, but like usually we, we, we you had an interesting food day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, first I had some raw ass octopus, right. then I had spaghetti and right, meatballs. Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs, and it's weird because I've never when I was growing up when we made my mom made spaghetti, it was always mixed together. What do you mean? You know, like the sauce and all. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. So. It's always kind of interesting when you get spaghetti and you got to, like, put the noodles, then pour the sauce over the top. Uh-huh. And I wonder if that a black thing. That what, spaghetti mixing mixed. it together or yeah. putting it on side? Uh, I don't know. Because I've, the vast majority of the time, I've had it mixed together. I've The only time I've really had it. I have had it where we would put the sauce on top separately, but the vast majority of the time it's been mixed together. And so I can't really speak to whether or not it's a white or black thing. I know one thing my brother does. My brother's a chef. One thing that he does is he will uh, have, like, baked spaghetti. So what he'll do is, like, he'll make it in the pot or whatever, make the spaghetti. He'll make the sauce, and he'll put, like, whatever in it, like, maybe, like, some Italian sausage or some ground beef, whatever, you know regular you know spaghetti shit mix it all together then put it in a uh you know a baking pan or whatever uh-huh. and then put like shit on top so there's like a layer of cheese and right. a layer of other shit and then bake it so then you when you get it it's kind of like almost like a a macaroni and cheese not consistency but like the fact that it has that kind of like crust on top and that should be good as fuck man yeah i i, I like it both ways uh Stove top or just in a pot or baked either one. I like I like the I think I like baked more because you get the, the melted cheese layer yeah. on, on top. Um, that's that's dope. That my least favorite is though. It, my least favorite though is like putting the sauce on top because it, you're more liable to get like more just like just spaghetti noodles. Well, yeah, either that or you get too much sauce or you get like. Pockets of if you don't put enough salt, you get pockets of like dry noodles and shit. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah, you liable to get dry noodles and shit. Now, the, now when you had it, when it was just uh, the spaghetti, did you have meatballs or just ground? I, don't, I feel like this is a real in depth conversation. On it is like why are we getting so deep on spaghetti? <laughs> but um, both. But I've never, I've rarely had it where it's had formed meatballs on it. Like it's usually just like ground beef that's like cooked into the cooked and then mixed with the sauce, as as opposed to like actually fully formed meatballs. When I made it, I would make it with like actual meatballs, or I would buy like a bag of meatballs or something, some something from a store, and like put actual meatballs in it. Um, but I've rarely had it with actual meatballs. It's usually just like meat. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh, when I was and and at Green Dot, I always get the. Uh um, the chili cheese fries, the venison chili cheese fries. Yeah, and that's always that dope. shit is good. And that's my staple. I usually my staple is I get the chili fries, I get a mystery joint, and then I'll get one or two of the other random sandwiches. Or if the mystery's good, I just get a bunch of those. And then yeah, I usually nine times out of ten I get a couple mystery joints, and I think they don't they got like a Cuban something there. Cuban? I feel like there's a Cuban burger there so I can't remember what it is but I feel like when I've gone there's like a Cuban thing or something it is yeah what's on, pork, what's on that pork loin uh, 
pepper jack cheese, mustard yeah. pickles. Yeah, that sounds good. I never had that's that. That's my, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't had that one. Um, I yeah, you need one. to improve your life then and partake. I never even paid attention to that one. I'm going to have to try that one next time. Then. Pretty good, though. Yeah. It must be good if I remember it, because right, like generally of all the ones, because I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, I know I get shit there, but what do I get? And then I was like, okay, I know I, I get the mystery shit, whatever that is, but I'm like, I know I get something fairly regularly. And I remember the last time I went, I I, I went to town, but whatever <laughs> whatever it was, the last time I went, I think I got a group of three twice, so I probably had like six, and I know I got the Cuban joint in each group of three. And I know I got whatever the mystery was. I think that day it was the alligator. I know I got that. I both got that times. before too. Yeah. That so I like. So I think my third when I switched up, and then I go up my fiance or whatever, and then like, um, I'll at least taste what she has, and she'll taste whatever I have. That's another thing that's. I don't want the podcast to get too corny, but that's another <laughs> thing about having a significant other is that like you can go to a place and it's almost like. You can try multiple dishes without buying multiple dishes. Dude, it's dope. Because I mean, we collaborate on. I don't think it's a court. I think it's just, it's perks to being in a relationship. Yeah, we and food we, and food is one of those perks. We fully collaborate on our food dish on our food choices because like you can't because I mean anybody who follows us on Instagram or on Facebook they always be like man y'all be getting the best food y'all be finding the dopest places and y'all just like they really look at us as like amateur foodies or whatever and what we, and but we put well one we love food but then two we collaborate so it's like i nine times out of ten she won't get anything that i won't eat because it's kind of like okay well i want this but i also want to try that are you interested in getting that and ordering that so that way i can try yours and then you right. try mine and like so it might be like a situation where it's like okay i'm gonna order this you gonna order that and I'll give you half of my shit. You give me half of your shit. We still got a full meal, but now we got two different things. So, like, that shit, like, it's, not, yeah. it's so simple, but it sounds, my wife, my it sounds never, plain, but that really, shit is so beneficial for, like, foodies. She all her food, and then, you know, it's she always picks off our, I always get, well, here's the thing. She doesn't eat seafood, so if I'm really, Ooh, really hungry. Man. You want me to sign your divorce papers? Man. No, okay. <laughs> a lot of other stuff make up for it, but. She doesn't eat seafood, so if I'm <laughs> really, is, if I'm really, really hungry, <laughs> if I'm really, really hungry, I just get a seafood dish because I know I can eat it, <laughs> and she won't have none. <laughs> if I'm starving, you know what I'm saying? But that's shady. That's like shady, but funny shady. Like, yeah, it's like so. I can't do that. There's nothing she won't eat. She could do that to me though. Like if we, if it's like a dessert thing, she'd be like, order something with chocolate, in it, and I won't eat it. So if she, I'm sure she, I'm, I feel like she probably does that and just don't, just don't say it or admit it. But there's a bunch of shit she can get that I won't eat. But I'll say something, like don't order that because I can't try it. Right. So she, I'll say something. She hint to it, and then I, most of the time I give in. But if I'm starving, I'm, I'm ordering some shit. I order some shit she probably won't eat. Yeah, she don't finish her food no way. And she, and she won't even hear this podcast. So we we'll good. see about that. But she's only listened to part of one. Oh, okay. And could you guess which one that was? Yeah, I know which one yeah. it was. I don't have to guess. She mentioned it. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, but yeah, so. But yeah, I did, I think, man, if we didn't, I don't think if if we had big disagreements about food, we probably couldn't have been together. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think food is like a, a love language. Like, you got to, I think 
of all the stuff, you know, you have, you know, your personalities are, you know, mesh and, you know, you like doing common stuff. But if we didn't, you know, have a, a love for food, so I don't think we could have been together. I don't think it would have worked out. I think it helps us that we like to, we like to spend time together. So it's kind of like we'll do stuff together that maybe we won't necessarily both enjoy the same, but we enjoy being together while we do it. So it helps. So like, for instance, like if, um, like we both like watching TV and like watching movies and shit. Okay. So perfect example, we both love watching movies. It helps that we like spending time together because if she wants to watch a movie that I don't want to watch, I'll still watch it because I like watching movies with her. Mm. And, the, and the same works in reverse. So it works with the food shit too. And the fact that we both love food. So we both will get like, we'll both go to a food place and it's like, it's a collaboration. Like we said, we'll both get the same shit. Well, I mean, we'll both get shit that the other person to eat. And it's just, we like, we like food shit. And that's like a big, like a big date thing for us is like going to like a new food place or going to a food place that we like yeah. and it sucks for me because I gain weight so easily so <laughs> she's like made me fat as fuck so like I've been starving myself lately man. preparing for the wedding but uh man that's that's like yeah. the, the kind to it when you, you love food and y'all go places and you like food it's like shit and the kind to it is that when one when we both love food but one of us gains weight easy and the other don't gain weight at all so it's like she could eat food freely and enjoy it and just like I'm gonna eat whatever the fuck I want Whatever I want, and it's great. And then my ass is sitting there like, uh, do I really want them carbs, though? It's funny. Like, that's usually the opposite, though. You know, the, the woman is kind of, you know, she's going to gain weight from anything. And yeah. It's like, you know. But, yeah, that's that's funny. I'd be yeah. sitting there like, man, shit, do I want them carbs? I don't know. You're like, I got to hit the trail in the morning. She's sitting there eating everything. Like, I'd be factoring that shit in. And, like, if we, like, I'd be factoring into the point, like, if I know that we might go to a place later, I'll alter my food schedule for the rest of the day so it's like right so it's like if she says something like hey there's a new restaurant and actually there is a new restaurant that opened uh by our job well that it's something called townhouse oh i never heard of that shit i mean it just 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 opened like probably earlier this week open but um it's like right at our right in our little work area and I was driving by it. They got, like, a nice little outdoor seating area. And they got, like, valet and shit out front. And, like, it's, like, look, a fancy little spot. And I was thinking, like, yeah, we need to go here. But I'll think, if, I'll think like, okay, so if I know that we're going to a restaurant after work, I'm thinking, like, okay, I ain't eating nothing but celery all day <laughs> so that I can eat. <laughs> celery. So that I can actually get some food at the restaurant. Fucking celery. Wow. Whereas her ass can eat whatever the fuck she want. Good for her. Fuck my life. I see. God damn. Yeah. So, we got a lot of shit to cover. Not a lot in the sense of like this is going to be a three hour podcast, but uh, fortunately for us, this is one of them rare, re- rare weeks where a lot of shit happened that we can talk about and right. as opposed to a lot of shit happening the day after we record. Because that shit always fucking happens. Yeah, and then we fucking end, around, end up talking about the shit like a week and a half after the fact. Now we could when we post the shit on Monday, it'll still be news. <laughs> right, hopefully, right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So but, uh, what's first? Man, where do we start? Let's start lightweight. So, um on Twitter the other day, I peeped that uh Bomani Jones and I don't know our listeners 
uh, really know who Bomani Jones is, but um, I'm actually kind of new to him. You might be able to explain who he is better, actually. Like, he's a uh, sports. But he's like a sports. He's like a sports com- commentator, but like he's really active on Twitter, like active to the point where like he interacts with people. He is not like he's like Skip Bayless. Like Skip Bayless has like follows one person, has like one oh, a million followers, has one person, and just tweets all day, but don't respond to nobody. But like Bomani Jones is like highly interactive. Like I thought he was like a Twitter nigga. Like, and then I saw him on ESPN. I was like, wait, he actually do TV? <laughs> like he interacts with us regular folk way too much. Like, right. but um. So anyway, um, somebody tweeted. Are you aware of this? What happened with this? Because I had to do my research. I had to, you know, I had to lurk for understanding. You talking about for him? Yeah, like what happened with him and Talib Kweli? Oh, well, I guess that... Uh, no, I mean, I know. I'm saying, like, do you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Bomani... Somebody tweeted that... Um, they said, uh, so are we living in a world where we're pretending that big boy... With your friend, Big Boy, the rapper of Outkast, is homie. better. My homie. Yeah, your boy is better than Talib Kweli. And Bomani Jones retweeted it and said, uh, if we're living in a place called Earth, then yes, Big Boy is better than Talib Kweli. And apparently Talib saw this and took offense and said he was being disrespectful. And they had like a whole back and forth for probably a good two to three hours on Twitter where basically Talib Kweli is like fuck you you talking shit about me and being disrespectful and Bomani Jones is like I don't think I think Big Boy is better than you like let it be like so I don't think you I don't think he I don't think you better like I think you dope but I don't think you better than him so why are you so mad and the thing about that is everybody knows that art is subjective obviously and anybody's entitled to liking any other person more than another person. And a lot of people were saying, like, oh, I'm rocking with Talib. I'm rocking with Talib. I like Talib. He's better, blah, blah, blah. And I'd rather hear a Talib Kweli record than blah, 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 blah. Whatever. But when I looked at that situation, man, I was like, Talib Kweli need to pull his skirt down, dog. Like, why are you so fucking mad about this? Like, he's cussing at him and shit. And I'm like, if I was Talib Kweli, man, like, why would you even engage him like that? And then he's somebody retweeted some shit from like a long ass time ago where Bomani said something else about Talib Kweli like not being that dope or something. something I don't remember what the tweet was. But it was something anti Talib Kweli, and like then he started ranting on that like you've been dissing me since two thousand nine and you've been disrespectful me and fuck you and all this shit. I'm like it's hard for me to maintain respect for a dude who is like pounding away at his keyboard over a nigga not liking you. And this appears to be the week for that of uh, <laughs> firing off tweets over irrelevant ass shit. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I don't know. Originally, I originally I don't know what I thought originally, but I don't know. Bamani always talks shit about people. I mean, I don't think why. I don't know why he felt that um, he felt the need that his opinion was that great to want to fight him about it. You know, or. Verbally interact with him, I guess. Yeah, who cares, man? But I will say that, although you know, I, I, I think I don't think I'm back in good graces with a uh, big boy. But I would take Doubtful. a I would take a, a a Talib album over a big boy album. I think most people would. 
But like, it's just so irrelevant. Like, who cares, man? Like, why are you so upset about somebody not liking you, man? Like, I don't know. I guess for me, it's hard for me to understand because I largely live my life not giving a fuck what other people think about me, and when, especially, and I'm just a regular person. If you're a celebrity, people not liking you. It, it comes with the territory, and you're gonna see it, and you gotta, you just gotta deal with it. Why are you engaging somebody over that shit? Especially somebody like Bomani Jones, who gives a fuck? And Talib's like, you have a whole lot of people who follow you and all this shit, and you talking about me, like, man, Talib Kweli has so many people who think he's great, so many people who worship him as like one of the it one really of the best sh- rappers. It really shouldn't matter. There it. is. Why are you so affected by Bomani Jones when everybody thinks you dope as fuck? Like, who cares, man? And I, I, I lost a lot of respect for him for being that, that upset about Bomani Jones saying, I think Big Boy is better than you. Because it wasn't even like, man, Talib Kweli is garbage. It was just like, I like Big Boy better. And Bomani did kind of play like, like he didn't throw a little bit of shade, which he did. And that's fine. But like, so what, man? Like... I just don't understand why did, why he got that mad. Like, it's not worth being mad about. Nah. Who cares? I mean, I don't know. I don't think I lost respect for him. I think he just had an emotional moment. Um, I still I still dig, uh, dig him, but I just think it was a little extra. So, oops. I was trying <laughs> to find this link for this video. But uh, I, it thought it was extra. Little, I thought it was a little bit extra. But, you know, like, chill out, dog. It's cool. So, what do you think about Talib Kweli? Like, so, obviously... Big boy don't like you, uh, <laughs> so obviously you're gonna be like, well, no, I just no, I, <laughs> I think Talib was better. No, no, but no I, mean, I think I think if, like I said earlier, for a solo album, I would definitely pick Talib over Big Boy. I I love Outkast as a group. I think you know, uh, Big Boy and Andre, you know, their contributions, you know, together made was what made Outkast Outkast. You know, Andre couldn't have done it alone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Big Boy couldn't have done it alone. Um, do I think that Andre was a superior rapper in the group? Yes. But that doesn't take away that he, uh, Big Boy wasn't a good rapper. And I thought, you know, they, they meshed together well. You know, the group was good. But I didn't really like none of his solo stuff. Um, yeah, me neither. So, I don't know. I uh, I, I just, I don't know. After, you know, he, he, he told me to eat a dick. You know, I felt some kind of way for a while. Oh, you had it so, coming. But I think, you know, I, I think that, uh, I know all I, you know, it was crazy. All I said was he wasn't as good as the solo artist. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's a, that's, the, that's the thing about social media, man. Like, and I didn't even say it to him. It can ruin your perception of people. Like, it, like, you now have a taste of what Big Boy is like as a person. And that can, that's so impactful because when you're a celebrity that person is they might not necessarily be on a pedestal but they're still kind of like a a unattainable personality like that's somebody that you can't really interact with or know about so if you have no twitter or something like that and you're a outcast fan you're an outcast fan you're like oh big boy but it's all based on music big boy's a dope rapper Andre's a dope rapper. Outcast makes great shit. Like, and that's all you have to go on. But then if you hop on Twitter and Big Boy hops on Twitter, 
And then you're like, hey, I think Big Boy's uh, solo shit isn't that isn't really all that great. And then Big Boy comes to you like, you the dick, bitch. You're like, okay, wait, what? Right, <laughs> like, right. I was just, I was shocked. So that's dude. how you, that's how you feel, and that's who you are. And, like, and these, are, and I guess this is during the time of Twitter when I wasn't. You don't think the favorite those tweets and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I wasn't even. That was farthest from my mind as saving that. You know what I mean? Man. But I wish I would have saved the fucker that actually tweeted him the shit. And it was just like, hey, look what such and such said. Like, motherfucker. Like, that's how it went. <laughs> Somebody was searching his name and then tweeted him that I said something. Man, that's crazy. Like, what are the odds? No. Like, that's it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, some of search their name all the time. That's kind probably how Talib and the because he didn't, he didn't mention Talib's name, um, like, Twitter name or nothing. So, either he, either he searched his name or somebody... Kind of like what happened to me. Somebody tweeted, "Hey, look, Bomani dissing you and shit." You know, what I'm I don't know what's up with people searching names. Like, I don't understand how that happens, especially for a celebrity. Like now in this age of Twitter, where it's like so banging, that's less likely to happen. But like that, I had a similar situation with Charlemagne, where like I tweeted something. I tweeted uh, Charlemagne said that he thought Rick Ross was lyrical. And I said, I don't remember what I said, but I didn't at Charlemagne. Like, I just said, I can't believe Charlemagne said that Rick Ross is lyrical, blah, blah, blah. And then Charlemagne tweeted me, like, out the blue. Like, <laughs> like I said, he's, he was, like, defending himself. Like, I said, uh, I said he w- I said he was lyrical. I didn't say he was better. I, oh, I said that uh, Rick Ross isn't lyrical. Like, Eminem is lyrical. Like, Rick Ross is just... He's just him, like he's whack. Like I don't know what I said, but whatever it was, Charlemagne defended himself. Like, oh, I'm not saying he's like uh, a uh, a great lyricist. I'm just saying he's lyrical, like trying to make the distinction. And I was more blown away by the fact that he tweeted me when I didn't tweet him. I was Man, like, I didn't say that shit is at, so at see so, the god. I think so, you're wrong. So weak, dude. So fucking weak. So weak. I hate that shit. The irony is that, and and Charlemagne has a real problem with this. The irony is that I've tweeted Charlemagne, I don't want to say praise, but but positive shit on numerous occasions praise to no okay. response. Praise is okay. Well, I haven't praised him. I mean, but, that's uh, cool. I've tweeted but him something positive. Like, he hey, I thought that was good or whatever. And get no response. Charlemagne will respond to people. He responds to the trolls all the time. Like, people who, who talk shit about He responds all the time. And I don't get that. Like, you gotta let... Like, there's gonna be people who, are, who just aren't gonna like you. Like, why are you giving them the time of day when you have all these fans who think that you're dope and you ignore them and only respond to people that hate you? That's funny. Yeah, I, uh... I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of indifferent about uh, Charlemagne. I think... You, I don't know. I, after I heard uh, "Donkey of the Day" for Flex, that kind of uh, it boosted his ratings with me. <laughs> and that was the, the funniest shit I've heard in a while. But you know, Charlemagne he 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 picks his uh, his people wisely mm-hmm. who he fuck with. You know, you watch the show and it's like, you know, he had uh, uh, was it Lil Mama on there? Woo! And he was calling her the the we call her the the the, str- the struggle face of our generation or Man. some crazy shit. But when he uh, did you ever see the one with Master P was on there? I might have. Master P was on there at one time, and 
he was asking. Uh, he made a uh, Charlie made a make a joke about Mercedes, the the chick that was. Oh yeah, I remember that. He got mad because he felt like he was disrespecting Mercedes. Yeah, so he and he's just, like, "Oh, said her ass is looking good in the album cover." No, like, no, nah, nah, that's my sister. Blah blah blah. You can't, you know. And then it was like Charlotte was just trying to like, you know, cool. Let's get over. It. And he was still, Max P was still on that shit. I was like, wow. But he picked, so he don't fuck with. Did you see what Charlamagne got into it with uh? Uh, Fredro from Onyx. Yes, dude. Man, I, I thought he was gonna fight. I thought he was I gonna thought Fre- Yeah, I thought it was about to go down. Yeah, I thought. I thought uh, Fredro about to. Th- I ain't know why this nigga so angry. He reminded me of like when he was on like the wire, angry and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was angry as hell. Like, I don't, man. I don't, man. Fredro, like, I feel like he's. I feel like he's never acted a day in his life. That's just him. I've, that's just him. Like, he's been on, like, multiple TV shows and mu- movies, and he always plays his regular angry-ass self. And something I thought, like... I don't think he wasn't er- angry almost like Moesha and shit. And even then, like, he still, like... I felt like that was him acting. Like, he wasn't actively pissed off all the time on Moesha, but he always looked like he was. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like it was, like, angry-ass face, but I'm gonna say nice shit sometimes. I feel like his actual like regular state is of anger and fury, and on Moesha he had to act like he was. Why he even? Why he even? Him and Charlamagne even got into it. Like, what was the issue? Like, why was they even beefing? Like on the show? I don't actually. I should because it was really good, but I don't remember. And I can't remember. Fuck. I think he no. It was about Moesha. It was about about oh because yeah. He said something like because he said that he fucked Brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and what it was. Just, and she and he's like, you said it, dog. Like he he even played the clip like after the fact, like the clip of Fredro saying something like, uh, I can't remember what he said, but it was something like, but the pussy wasn't that good or something like that. Something that implied that he fucked Brandy. How you mad because some shit you said? That's what that. That was Charlemagne's exact words. How you mad over some shit you said? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. He was just going the fuck off. I was like, "Dang, man, chill the fuck out." So, what were we, what were we even talking about? Why are we, we talking about Bomani and Talib Kweli? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. But uh, as far as Talib, though, I think you know, I think you know, aside from music, you know, he's you know during this whole you know last year or so, when you know cops are just fucking taking us out and shit he's been real vocal you know he's uh he's done he does a lot of he dedicates a lot of tweets to you know the whole black lives matter movement and just you know uh justice for us and you know i think my probably my favorite moment of him you know i guess recently was when he went off on um um don lemon um (laughs) on uh in Baltimore or whatever, you know, because not even so slick in the shit he's saying, he just wasn't having it. So I was like, that was pretty cool, but yeah. So you want to keep it, keep it light? Uh, uh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, we can. So I woke up late this morning, around ten-ish, and I woke up to everybody talking about Drake this. And I'm Drizzy like, the six god, and I'm like, <laughs> I thought he did a diss already. Making a good day for us light skinned folks, and he dropped a diss like early this morning or some shit. And so this is the second diss. Um, I never heard the first one. The first one was just okay. I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was definitely. Uh, 
subpar in comparison to this back to back um one. But yeah, so you know, I guess the other day Meek was apparently supposed to drop a, a disc record on Funk Flex show. Flex Pump Trolled. Faker Flex according Pump to Charlemagne. I think that's a great name, actually. Yeah, Pump is. Faker Flex. That's yeah. great. I might change my Twitter name to that. Pump. It's <laughs> a good idea. Flex. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and uh, he didn't do it. So then, like I said, this morning, you know, I woke up late and I'm seeing on shit. I'm like, dude, he drops a. So it was in the you know the rap was cool, and but he dropped this line about sending Charlemagne some bottles, and I guess he actually did send Charlemagne six bottles of Dom Perignon. And had a note that said, uh, let's be friends, signed Aubrey Graham. And that, that kind of plays into the fact that Charlemagne has been a very serious Drake hater. I don't know. I don't like, I don't want to say hater because hater he implies he that he has no, he definitely wasn't a, he definitely wasn't he ain't a, a fan. He ain't a, he wasn't a fan. Yeah, he thinks Drake's corny or whatever, and he's he regularly makes fun of Drake. I don't want to say hater because that imp- that implies a a just a not liking somebody for no. Well, it, it, hating implies like I'm saying like he don't like Drake, but when you say hater, that kind of implies that somebody just don't like you for no reason. Like like jealousy is more implied than like calling right. somebody a hater. Right. So I don't think it's that, but I think it's just like he's just not a fan. He just thinks that Drake's corny, which is fair. But he he re- he regularly uh, clowns on Drake, so I think that was kind of funny to say like, "Hey, let's be friends and send him some bottles." Because like he knows that Charlemagne will never pass up an opportunity to to crack a joke on him. So that shows that Drake has a, a sense of humor. So that's cool. But the fucking diss track, duh. So what did you think about the diss track? I thought it was hilarious, and uh, I thought it was cool. I mean. You know, I, I, you know, he he called him out on a whole bunch of sh- random shit. You know, uh, I thought it was I thought it was good. The interesting thing about that is, so you think about hip hop, the I I guess you say the golden age of of disc records was when we kind of grew up on hip hop. That was like my prime hip hop time in like the like say late nineties, and we grew up in the golden age of hip hop with like. Where disc records came by the ton, like you had, uh, you had the bad boy shit, the bad boy death row beef. You had, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you had um, what else did we have back then? Oh, cannabis and LL. You had Pac and Biggie. You had uh, I know there was more than that. Um, I don't know. There was more, but um, I would say. On a on a diss track scale, it was pretty strong. He he went out kind of hard. He had, a lot of people liked the line where he said something like, uh, "Is it a world tour or your girls tour?" <laughs> I thought that was dope. <laughs> but like, I think my favorite line I think of it was he said something like, "Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers," and I thought that was so dope, dog. Because like. That really is what Meat Mill has been this past week or two. Is somebody who just is like a Twitter fiend. Like, I'm just going to fire off all these corny-ass, whack, angry-ass tweets and not put a single word to record. And that's so fucking corny, man. Like, nobody want to see these fucking tweets. And he's a fucking retard, so his tweets are horrible. Like, it's the same shit he had with Joe... What's it, Joe Button? Yeah. 
Same shit with that, man. Like, his tweets are horrible. And then he hops on there, and he's, like, so emotional. Like, it's it's bad. And, like, Drake just not... He didn't say shit. He just dropped the record. And somebody tweeted something like, Drake diss records to Meek, Meek diss records zero. And then, like, Meek tweets 27, Drake tweets zero. And, like, that's the perfect explanation of what it's like to beef in 2015. You got guys who will beef on Twitter... And that's it. And I don't want to hear that shit. Nobody will see your fucking tweets, man. We don't care. And, and like I said, Meek Mill's tweets are so bad. Yeah, I heard. I, I read something. Someone was saying that uh, Button had said that he was waiting for Meek to say one more thing. And he had a whole bunch of bars already to diss him that he was going to post and shit. Hey, I, hey, I hope so. I was kind of hoping he did. But yeah. he ain't saying shit else about him no more. Maybe he knows and shit. I would love to have some dope diss records, man. And a, a nice little dope back and forth. But, like, do you really think... And the thing, the crazy thing about it is that people was like, Amik is a battle rapper, which is news to me. I ain't never seen a Meek Mill battle. But assuming they exist, it's still, he's not known for being a battle rapper. And everybody look at Drake as like the corny R&B singer type rapper. And he even said that, like, you got body by a singing nigga, something like that <laughs> in there. And that, that, that really does make it even worse. Because Meek, Meek's whole persona is like gangster rapper. And Drake's whole persona is a girl broke my heart and I'm sad rapper. And now you out here getting bodied on records by that dude. And all you doing is firing off tweets. But, um, the, I thought the Drake, the Drake record was good. Uh, I, I hope to get a little bit more out of this. I would like for me to make a record just to see what it is. Because I don't really even care about them going back and forth. I kind of hope me make a record and it's whack. So that there could be more jokes about Meat Mill. Because he's getting ran through it. Like, really bad. Ran through the ringer on his fucking and, and then inability he, to function. He posted this. a picture. Of, he, he hadn't tweeted all day. He tweeted one tweet that was just a Z. So I don't know if that meant the, the track was whack. Or he just butt dialed it. Or oh, man, it, I, I looked at that. I was like, does he mean Z like he's sleep? And like, is he so dumb that he doesn't even know that for that it's supposed to be three Zs? Like, is he that stupid? I, well, I know he's that stupid, but, like, I hope that's not what he meant, like, he meant to put three Zs, like, I'm asleep, this, this is so boring, it makes me tired. Like, if he had put three Zs, it still would have been whack, but at least I would have known what he meant. But, like, putting one Z, I'm like, are you that damn dumb that you don't even know you're supposed to put three? No, he's dumb. I don't think he, I don't, he may not have graduated high school. I don't know his story, but he doesn't, he doesn't uh, come across as a guy that has... A mild intellect, like at all. He, I think he's just a street nigga who got kicked out of school, started, and it it'll fuck me up. I find out he acting with the college or some shit. But I Please. seriously, if I had to, if I had to bet the bank, I would say that he was probably dropped out, or he may have graduated, but then he was like a D student or some shit. And he got pushed through. It was one of those no child left behind <laughs> <and> some shit, <laughs> and he got pushed through the system. And he just slung, slung weed and, you know, tried to sell a little dope. And was just, you know, the, the skinny, the skinny, uh, loud-talking nigga in the group. And, yeah. you know, the, he, I know he got counted. He looked like the nigga that never brushed his hair as a kid. Like, he had that look. <laughs> like, he had, like, dirty white tees and, you know, niggas was clowning him because niggas stink and shit. He, he has, like, his, everything about his features suggests that he is, like, literally slow. Like, actually learning disabled like there was an episode of fresh prince where 
Um, were you were you a big Fresh Prince watcher? Yeah. There was an episode where Ashley was getting bullied by this girl who looked like a tough ass girl. Like she like she might have had some man features a damn self. And when Uncle Phil and Vivian they invited the uh, the bully girl's parents to the crib. To, to have a like, familiar. yeah, to try to have a like a casual conversation, and then the wife was like, th- like throwing like low key this is a Vivian, and the dad was like basically implying that uh, Uncle Phil didn't know how to raise his daughter and shit like that, and then what ended up happening was they got into an argument and Uncle Phil ended up punching the dude, uh, but like yeah okay, but I, I, there was a yeah, point where where Uncle Phil was like. He, he said something, oh, because they were arguing about each other's, like, law degrees and what school they went to for college. And Uncle Phil said something like, yeah, I would have went to your school and my scholarships to all these other schools that fallen through. And, like, basically talking shit about their degrees. And he was like, well, speaking as a lawyer, your daughter fits the criminal fo- profile to a T, right <laughs> down to the sloping forehead and wide jaw suitable for grains and small rodents. And I was like, God <laughs> <laughs> and I that's know, I don't know if I'm more impressed with that line or the fact that you remembered it. The, man, <laughs> dog, I remember that shit like it was yesterday, dog. That shit rocked my world. <laughs> I was like, this nigga really described like like criminal features on a person. And Meek, but Meek Mill reminds me of that. Like he has like retarded nigga features, like little beady ass eyes that are like spaced out far apart. He always looks like he's like zoned out. Like somebody tweeted like. Meet me always looks like he didn't understand what you just asked him, and they post like four pictures, and it's all of him making his face like, huh? Yeah, he got. A, he, I don't know why he, his childhood probably remind me of a uh, uh, was it was it Dookie from uh, The Wire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of reminds me of him or something like that. Yeah, but he ended up just be, uh, somehow uh, knowing how to hood rap, and then just kind of just made it from that right. shit. But. You know, he don't he don't really strike me as he don't even strike me as like intimidating. Like I I, I felt like he got yeah. out a lot of beef because he could talk. Yeah, he talk loud and shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's a he's a weirdo, weirdo <laughs> nigga. Though. He's a weirdo. But he's, I, I but I think the, the he's a fucking noodle. The, the, a noodle, right? The the, the what term. What the fuck he, does that mean, man? I guess it means soft. That's all I can think of. Which that kind of makes sense. I had to tweet him like you. You saying I'm taste, tasty, nigga? Is that what you saying? I taste good. You are supposed to call him Raymond Noodle then, like nigga. You cheap and soft. <laughs> <laughs> so you hard, but when it gets hot, you get soft. Yeah, I don't know. Bars. Mm, no, so, not really. Oh yeah, so we haven't done this in a while, but actually, I, I take that back. We have. We did it last week. Uh, we tend to do our name our our drink of the of the night, and uh. Tonight's uh, drink is not sponsored by Cruisin'. Is it Cruisin'? I guess so. Cruisin' Citrus Rum with a Fago 6040. And some some hand-rolled cigar joints from uh, Wine Palace. The hand-rolls are dope. They're dope and they're um, phenomenally priced. That was the dopeness. Like, as far as smoking them, they're okay. Like yeah. they're not great, but they're, like they're good. If you if you four for ten, they're awesome. If you smoke often and you just want a, a random stick, they work. Yep. Wild Bill's having five for ten. Oh shit! I'm never buying. I had I I bought five this weekend. Um, but I was out. Um, I went to it's one out in Westland. 
yep. and I was out that way. Um, but yeah, they're five for ten there, and they got a, 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 some different ones too. They got a, some short, kind of like uh, nub sized ones, and they got this super long one, dog. That's probably it'll fit in my uh, it'll fit in my case, but it's probably but barely. Barely, right. It, it comes all the way to the end or whatever. Where's Donna Godot, man? Is she? I thought. Did, I don't know why I thought I heard she was dead. Okay. Wow. Did she die in jail? I don't I know. I hope not. I mean, that would be fucked up, but I don't know why I thought I heard that she was. I don't know. I didn't hear that. I feel like if she did, that would be more popular of a story. Maybe not. Barely. Barely. I mean, it was funny. I was. Uh, I got another phone. And so, all my up, I tried to back it up on the cloud. Somehow, it didn't work, but my phone is, the other old phone is dead, so I can't transfer shit over. So, I was looking through, uh, with, with Google Apps, You could, it'll show you all the apps that you've downloaded. And so, I was going through, and I haven't uploaded my uh, Donna Godot uh, soundboard? soundboard back. I need to get it back on there. It's, it's amazing that people just make apps for shit like that. And it had all her sound bites too, man. I think I'm gonna, yeah, I'm definitely gonna download that. Bless them. I appreciate them. So, um, next thing I want to talk about, <laughs> I guess we can keep it light because it's gonna get serious. Um, so Vin Baker, a former NBA All Star, is now aspiring to be the manager of a Starbucks. Dog, that is so fucking sad, dog. He made over $100 million in the NBA. What the fuck did he do with his money? Let that sink in, people. Let that sink in. I love that picture of the sink at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Let that sink in. Let that sink in. (laughs) Let that sink in, people. And this is a man, he he didn't play fucking... It's not like he made $100 million over high lucrative-ass careers. I mean, high lucrative-ass contracts. Over a long amount of time, he's like a four-time All-Star. He had a like a, a good four-year sweet spot where he was. I was hot. He made a hundred million. I was too, actually. But over the duration of his career, I could get it. He probably had one big contract. Cool. But Vin Baker was never somebody that you would think like, "Oh, this guy is dope." But he made a whole bunch of money. And now, apparently, he works at Starbucks and is. Working toward being the manager of the Starbucks. He's not currently the manager of the Starbucks. He's working to be in the manager of the Starbucks. What's 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 interesting about it? Well, a lot of interest is fucked up. The fact that he blew a hundred million. But I, I was reading an article, and one of the interesting things I I read was that Vin Baker is a college graduate, right? And the owner of the Starbucks is one of the owner one of the teams he played for. Sounds like you're saying the same thing that I thought was interesting about it. And Continue. Uh, the point that the guy made in the article was that, you know, the owner gave him a chance to be an employee at Starbucks, but wouldn't give him an opportunity to be in in upper staff of a fucking NBA franchise. Not saying he should be a fucking general manager or anything, but something like you couldn't give that guy uh, a job as something as an exec, you know, somewhere that was. Similar, I, I was gonna make a similar point, but my point wasn't even that good. Like, cause like if you look at it, yes, if you're the manager 
of the I think they were the Sonics at the time, Seattle Supersonics at the time, and you have Vin Baker and you think like, oh, I could give this guy a job in the in the in the on the Sonics, and you refuse. Fine. What fucked me up was that in the article that I read, it said uh, Vin Baker credits his opportunity with Starbucks to the manager of the Sonics, who also is like the the uh, creator of Starbucks, all Seattle and shit like that. And my thought was, you credit getting an entry-level Starbucks job to the same guy who managed you on the Sonics? Like, my thought was, he couldn't give you something better at Starbucks? Like, because like you were saying, like, he couldn't give you something better with the Sonics? I was like, he could give you something better at Starbucks? Like, you ain't even the manager yet at Starbucks? So you saying he couldn't even get you, we couldn't give you an uh, administrative position to Sonics? But even a step, down, a million steps down from that, he couldn't even give you an administrative position at Starbucks. Like, yeah, really? I, I didn't even, like, you know you what? Know, I, I appreciate think. all them years he was an all-star. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you be a barista, he, dog. He's the same nigga that's writing the names on the fucking cup. Not they do it. I don't think they do it anymore. But he, he's at that level. But I don't know. I guess in the article too, it said either that speaks to the character of the owner, and or, or it speaks more to the uh, Ben Baker's. Ben Baker's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I was like, wow, like, bro. I don't even trust you to fucking sit in the fucking. Board meeting at Starbucks, dog. You gotta fucking, you better grind up these frappuccinos, my nigga. I like, can't. I don't know if I can you trust go you from with that. Made a hundred, you go from earning a, over a hundred million dollars in your career to asking niggas to charge or cash, right? Or you asking like, do you want soy milk or regular? <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I, that's just unfortunate. Uh, did you did you watch the Thirty for Thirty uh, on? Uh, do you watch any thirty for thirty ESPN no. series? I mean, I have, but I I've watched so few. The chances of me having seen the one you're mentioning are slow. It was basically about uh, players going broke. No, I did see that. Really one. good one. I yeah. did see that one actually. And I think I can't remember exactly, but I think it was something like uh, most a lot of them go broke within the first five years of, of leaving a retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, dude, how the fuck? It, it, it's so many. You got so many. It's like rappers and shit. It's like, you know, they go, they just blow, rappers and NBA players. And football players, for that matter. I think football is worse because a lot of their contracts aren't guaranteed. Right. A lot, at least with NBA, for the most part, they're guaranteed. Speaking of, so did you see see the latest on uh, Josh Smith? Oh, (laughs) I forgot about, yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, I saw that. This ass clown. I think he's going to make Somewhere around six point something next year. Next I rounded season. it up to seven. Yeah, it was six point nine. Or let's go seven. Let's say seven million. And he says it's gonna be rough taking care of my family this year, but we gonna make it, motherfucker. Seven million dollars. Like, who are you taking care of? <laughs> Everybody's like the whole families. city of like wherever he's from. Like, what the fuck, dude? And like, some of that money is from um. Uh, the Pistons steal. I was about to say, we paid that nigga to leave. Like, we still paying him to leave. Right. Like, Six, I, you can't man. live on $7 million for a year. Like, what? I got I to gotta look, look it up. To kind of put that in perspective, at my job, I see paychecks and pay stubs for people who make a lot of money. I've seen pay stubs for people, and I think, like, my God, what do they do? That's an insane amount of money to make an 
every two weeks. And then I'll look and whatever it comes out to, it might be, I would say at the most, a quarter million a year. And the somebody who makes a quarter million a year, their paychecks are insane. Insane. I, I couldn't even imagine. Five figures every two weeks. Five figures? Every two weeks. Jesus Christ. I can, I've qualified dudes. No, I'll say a month. My bad. Well, no, I've seen some that are every two weeks. But we'll say I've qualified dudes on loans who gross five figures a month. And what it comes out to, I mean, you think of $20,000 or something shit like that. It's about 250000 a year. Can you imagine making ten dollars to $15,000 a month? And that's a quarter million a year. He talking about he can't face $7 million? Dog, like 14 times that much? Like, that's unbelievable to me. And then you think, like, okay, well, when he was making a whole bunch of money, and... Not to mention, the contract of the Pistons game was insane. But, like, when you're making that much money, you start to live a different lifestyle. Right. But, right. like, why is it that when you're not making that money anymore, you can't downgrade your lifestyle? So, are you looking at it like, I still want to live. Like, it's going to be hard for me to take care of my family because you still want to live a $50 million lifestyle. Well, he well he never made 50 a year. But, like, we'll say $15 million a year. Are you saying your family is going to be hard to take care of your family with seven million a year still living a fifteen million dollar life? Like you can't downgrade your mansion or downgrade your sports vehicle or downgrade your I wear outfit once and then throw it out and buy a new outfit lifestyle. Like, Dude, like I don't even understand. I don't understand. What, what are you gonna? I understand how seven million is a problem. Does he have thirty kids? No. Like, what is what's going on that you can't live off seven million to a point where you can't say, "Well, I was living fifteen million a year lifestyle, but now I'm only making seven, so maybe I should have a couple fewer cars or move my mansion to a place where mansions cost less." Because now you got to go from a mansion to the projects. Like, okay, I'll go from this mansion to a smaller mansion or a mansion in a different city. Or instead of having seven cars, let me have five. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I'm trying to look up to see what, what was his career earnings, and I can't find it. But it doesn't matter. I know he's probably made, let's say he's made at that least. That man got f- some hefty contracts. Yeah. I mean,. I was uh, sport. I was on this one site, but they didn't change it. You can't look past a certain year. They used to be able to look past many years. I don't know what the fuck. Um, but let's say he made he's made sixty million, which is that's probably a very with, fair sound yeah, number. Let's just go with fifty million. He's made fifty million at this point. He, I mean, shit. It's not like he's probably a fucking check away from working at fucking Starbucks the way he make it seem. And fifty million is not like, even if you made fifty million in your career and now you have no job, <laughs> like you should still be good. Like, what did you do with the fifty million? Like, if you made fifty million and now you're saying, "Hey, oh man, I'm only going to get seven million next season." No, I could get seven million right now, and I would give serious consideration to not working anymore. Like, like I, I can probably, I think I can retire on seven million. But what I'm reading, he made at least with the. Uh 
with the Pistons, the one was it, he was only one year, right? We, from what I'm saying, it he had I a contract. Think we from, kept him one year, but I believe his contract was more. No, than his that. contract was more. Yeah, his contract yeah. was longer, but he only played one year here. He yes. made thirteen million then. Mm-mm-mm. So it's like you made that already. And I know he had a big contract when he was in Atlanta. Yes. So that's why I don't I don't get it, dude. Like what the fuck? Like, oh, man, I don't ugh. I'm curious to see what the fuck he made with in Atlanta. You know, to to put that in perspective too, did you see when Andrew McCutcheon, the player for the Pittsburgh Pirates, paycheck got leaked? Yeah. That shit was so amazing because it's one thing to to know to to know what a player's contract is. It's another thing to see what their actual paycheck looks like. What was what was interesting to me was all of the shit that all of the the like deductions. The deductions are insane. He still makes an insane amount of six figures every two weeks when he's getting deductions for. Like you get taxed for every city that you play in. Yep. So he was losing, he was losing deductions for his deductions list was like fucking twenty things long, off not just the regular shit that we're used to, but like getting deductions for each city that he plays in. And there was something that was like it was something really weird, like superstar tax or some dumb shit, like something weird like that, like. And he's still bringing like his net was six figures every two weeks, and I'm like, what are you doing with your life, dude? That you can make six figures routinely every two weeks and be feeling like I don't know if I can really make it right now. And he's still gonna get twenty something million total from. And McCutcheon makes way more than Josh Smith, but still, he's still gonna get twenty something million. This is Josh Smith. He's still gonna get almost twenty something million from the. From the Pistons mm-hmm. over five years, so he's still going to get that money. He getting all that money for not even playing. Fuck whatever contract. If he he can do the vet minimum for the, forever, and he's still going to get over five years twenty something million. I believe the veteran minimum is one point like something million. Some shit like that. I was going to say one point five. So yeah, one point something million. Like what? What? <laughs> what? I can't even. I can't even imagine, man. I cannot. I, I, cannot. I really don't think he has a ton of kids either. Even if he did, still. Like, but like, if you got, if he has normal kids, like two or three or something like that, like, what are you doing? Like, you mean to tell me, like, now I can't spend ten thousand dollars at the club every weekend? Now I only got to spend eight thousand? Like. I don't know if I can do this. Like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, I do. I do not get that shit, man. I as I sit here and crying over fucking overdrafts, I just can't. <laughs> right. I, I can't even imagine. I had an overdraft. I'm not so pissed because it was totally my fault. I it, it just whatever the case. It's always just it's my fault. It wasn't even a, some bullshit. It was just really just my fault. And I was sick. Like I just had, I just gave them niggas thirty dollars that I didn't have. Right, like, that shit just really pissed me the fuck off. <sighs> anyway, enough of that shit. What's next? Fuck, man. I'm just depressed just thinking about that shit. Um, so earlier this week, we had a uh a group of uh what's it called the 
satanic something group debuted a a Satan statue here at a undisclosed location and it caused a whole lot of backlash and something that I noticed about that the problem with the Satan group isn't the fact that they worship Satan because they don't worship Satan the whole idea behind these satanic groups is worshiping the not worshiping but the idea of a freedom of thought like um we're not going to be tied down religion we want everybody to believe, be able to believe what they want to believe do what they want to do it's like it's, it's a more open minded train of thought there's actually no satan worshiping they're mostly pretty much atheists who just don't even really believe in that shit I don't think there's even really anybody who actually genuinely believes in Satan because if you believe in Satan then that kind of implies that you believe in religion as a whole and most of them are they're not really religious proponents they're just people who kind of want to embrace a more open free train of thought and my issue with it was when I read the article about it I already knew about it, but when I read the article, I feel like they're they're killing what I think is a pretty good message by trying to basically troll people because they think they, it's funny. They, who? they the Satan group, they're like trying to basically troll people because it's like they're trying to point out, I guess, the hypocrisy of Christianity or uh, the flaws in that train of in that train of thought and those beliefs. But when you make it about Satan, you're automatically turning people off. Nobody's really going to listen to what you have to say. And, like, having this event and this statue and all this shit, it really defeats the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish, which is basically opening people up to a, a more open train of thought and to other ideas. And it really doesn't involve Satan at all. So why would you name it Satan? Because you want to... I would think your goal would be to reach people in a way where they will look at religion in a more open-minded frame of mind. Because a lot of religious people, they're just like, this is what I believe, this is how it is, and that's all I believe. And they're, they're kind of looking like, well, think about it like this. Or look at it like this. Be more open. There are other options. Try to be... Try to actually live your life in a more, I would say, a more let's base the way we interact with one another and the way that we live more on what's right as opposed to like the rules of, of religion. Masking all that in some Satan shit is is defeating. Like, you're kind of, like, defeating your purpose. Because you're not going to reach people with that shit. And, like, I thought that was kind of fucked up. And I thought it was fucked up not because it's a Satan statue. But I think it's fucked up because I think they... I think these people, these Satan group or whatever... I think they actually have... You read their... The shit that they say. They actually have a good point. And they have a good message. But the message is lost and clouded in all this, like... Hey, let's fuck with all these religious people by having all this Satan shit. Like, what they did was... So, they had a... Uh, 
So they had an event where they wanted to unveil the statue. And the statue, I don't think, is actually going to stay here. I think it's, it's meant not. to be somewhere else. But they had this thing where they wanted to unveil the statue. So the event was like you had to pay to go to the event. It was like $25 for a ticket. Only people who got the ticket found out where the event was at. But what they did was there were people who were, and it, it, it really proves their point. They were quote-unquote religious people because I don't know how you can be religious and do some shit like this. Religious people who are threatening to, like, burn down the venue. It's so ironic. But, like, because <laughs> isn't that some shit Satan would do? <laughs> but <laughs> there were people, religious people who were threatening to burn down the venue. So the original venue was like, we can't fuck with y'all no more because we're getting threats of people burning down, our, burning down our venue and we can't deal with that. So what they ended up doing was they sold the tickets saying, hey, this is where the venue was at. When you came to the venue, you had to sign some paperwork saying that you worship Satan, something like that. After you signed that paperwork, then they told you where the actual venue was, mm. and then you went to that venue for the actual event. And the purpose of that was for the religious trolls who planned on coming and actually protesting or coming in and doing something fucked up, if you're actually religious, you're not going to sign your soul over to Satan. So it was to help weed out those people. And all of that was... I thought it was a well-thought-out plan. I thought it made sense. But, but they still got protesters, though, at the, at the location, though. Right, and at the end of the day... Um, at the end of the day... The people who you want to reach, you're not going to reach. Because if you're... Really, the only people that they had that showed up... And the people that they reached were people who already fucked with them in the first place... Or people who already fucked with their train of thought in the first place... Who are already already knowledgeable enough to know... They're not actual Satan worshippers. They're just trying to prove a point. What's the point of reaching out to people who already feel the same way you do? Who, or who already quote unquote get it? The point should be to reach people who don't get it. Who you think. Who you theoretically want to enlighten. And you can't enlighten people by being outlandishly hyperbolic. Or outlandishly like offensive just for the sake of like proving a point. So I feel like they really defeated their purpose with that. Yeah, I, I, I saw the, the the news special on it, and you know it was the people protesting, and and uh, and you had the people who were actually there for, it and they were explaining kind of most of the stuff you were saying about you know they. I guess their thing is you know I think because of the whole you know separation of church and state, and they felt that if. Uh, if religious statues anywhere else can be put up, that can be put up as well. That was another point, which is, again, a sound point. But it's so over the top. Like, I get the point, but you're not going to reach anybody with that. We want to put up our Satan statue. People are going to be like, Satan statue? What the fuck? And it's not about we want to put up a Satan statue because we love Satan. It's we want to put up a Satan statue because we want to prove a point that... You shouldn't be able to advertise your beliefs however the fuck you feel. Like you said, separation of church and state. Like, if somebody can put up Jesus in front of a courthouse, then we should be able to put up Satan in front of a church ho- in front of a courthouse. And if you don't think that we can put up Satan in front of a courthouse, then you also shouldn't be able to put up Jesus in front of a courthouse, which is a sound point. Right. But it's like you're fucking up your point by. Making by not making that the focus by instead, but instead making the focus about like 
Satan group. And no one's really gonna listen to that. And I thought that was like I thought that was just a poor a poor decision. And I thought like a, a generally good message was lost in trolling people. And trolling is so fucking trendy right now. Yeah. I think what you know, the whole that the whole the the statue thing didn't irri- pretty much didn't irritate me, the protest and all that shit didn't irritate me. What irritated me most with that is that I was some a Facebook uh, friend, um, who he was posting his disdain about, you know, uh, the statue and, you know, all these satanic folks and all this shit. And then I'm reading the status and it's like tons of fucking people. This is crazy. They're taking over the world. You know, all this other bullshit. And I'm like, you fake-ass, weekend fucking Christians. Get on my fucking nerves, man. It was just so like, y'all don't do sh- y'all Y'all are ratchet all fucking year. Every fucking day but Easter. But you protesting <laughs> this punk-ass statue that's not even staying here. Right. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why people... People... How do I explain it? People promote stuff that don't need to be promoted, even when they're ranting. Like, if you don't... The best way, I would think, for something not to be publicized or pushed is you not saying shit about it. If that makes sense. If there's a certain a certain topic, say like, you know, I don't know. Say it's a... It's a say somebody on Twitter is posting, you know, you know, bullshit, whatever the case is. It seems like, to me, the best way of... of not letting that get spread is just not to acknowledge it. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, oh, this troll keeps doing all this shit. But we're retweeting. Your, you you feel the need to make comments and you hate, you hate that anyway. shit. <laughs> you so hate like, that shit. I hate it, dude. So it's like, that's the same shit to me. Like, but me, it's like the best way is the, the best. You probably fired off a smooth hundred tweets about not retweeting, not retweeting trolls. Dude, and, you hate and, that and shit. And it's like, I, and I felt, I, I, I felt guilty to it because I've done it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I I definitely you know can be will be a hypocrite with that, but I try not to. But I don't understand that shit. Like advertisement is advertisement. Whether you're uh, you're talking bad about it or you're really boosting it, it's getting out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, why even give that attention? And then, like I say, these fake ass one day fucking year Christians want to you know. You know, condemn that shit when the shit you're doing on a regular is fucked up. Like it's way worse than some fuck ass statue that's going to be here. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I just hate I hate that shit, man. Saturday night, like who who fucking these bitches tonight? And then Sunday morning, like I'm going to church. Right, right, right. I'm headed to church. I was at the who want to come club. get this worship still, with a nigga? I'm still smelling like Badusi and and fucking strip club juice and shit. And it's strip club juice. What is strip club juice like? You know, the, the the sweat coming off the dance. The sweat. And shit. <laughs> I was about to say titty sweat, sweat and glitter. Titty, titty sweat <laughs> it can't just be like natural, you know, just sweat. Like it's got to be sweat with like glitter fucking, in it. It got to be glitter. It's like got to be glitter in it. Like fucking pussy juice and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that shit, man. I should just I don't know. You remember your first time going to strip club? That's a good question. That uh, not a good question. Like I don't remember, but like that's a that's a good topic. Um, I do. Well, I don't know if it was my f- I don't know if I remember my exact first time, but I remember around that. For me, strip clubs aren't my thing. I for the most part hate strip clubs. And 
when you are 18, going to see naked women has obvious appeal. Fuck yeah, it does. When I was 18, well, I won't say 18, but we'll say like, because my first time going, I wasn't really that opposed to it. Because, I mean, why would I? It's naked bitches. But, like, we'll say a little bit later. We'll say, like, 1920. My thing was a financial thing. And it wasn't like I'm too broke to go to the strip club. It was like, why am I spending all this money essentially for nothing? Now, if you are somebody who your only form of like you like have like no human interaction and like all you really do is like look at porn and or look at other women and think like oh man she's bad I wish I could fuck her or I wish I could see what she look like naked and then you think okay let me go to a strip club so I can see naked women great but for me and this is not to brag cause like let me be perfectly clear I was not getting pussy for a very long time <laughs> Like, pussy was very... Pussy's far and few between for me for a very long time. But the way I looked at it was like, why would I go and spend an exorbitant amount of money to look at naked women? Because they're not fucking you nine times out of ten. And nine times out of ten, they're going to flirt with you and make you think you have a chance. But that's only so you'll pay for a dance and, you know, they can get your money. Then you're not actually gonna profit in any kind of way. So my logic was, why would I pay? We'll say because at 18 you can only go to Deja Vu here. At 18, why would I pay 15, 20 dollars to get a Deja Vu? They don't serve alcohol. I'm 18. I'm not old enough to drink. Pay 20 dollars for a lap dance. Tip them. All this shit. So you go to the strip club and say you spend 100 dollars, right? When you leave out that strip club, the only thing you have to show for your $100 is the titties that you looked at. That's it. You ain't leaving with no phone numbers. Nine times out of ten, you leave it with no phone numbers. But, yeah, you ain't fucking nothing. I, nothing. What I, but you can go to a regular club, pay $10 to get in, and actually have a chance of getting somebody. Like, you can go to a, cl- go to a regular club... And actually, you know, pull women. You can get numbers. You could take a chick home that night. You could fuck. Like, you could actually have, like, an actual interaction where you actually, actually get laid. So, like, I never understood that. Like, why am I, even at 19, I'm like, why am I paying all this money to go look at titties when I can go to the regular club? And, yes, I might not be actually looking at titties at the regular club, but I actually have a chance at getting numbers, getting pussy, like, actually fucking. Like I, I, that never resonated with me. I don't understand it. So my first time going, I went, but I went reluctantly. And all my boys were like, yeah, let's go to strip. Let's go. They were hype. And they were like, why the fuck you don't want to go? Why the fuck you don't want to go? I'm like, because I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm gonna spend a whole bunch of money, and I'm gonna leave with nothing. I'm gonna leave with no numbers. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get no pussy. Like I'm gonna leave with nothing. But like we go to a regular club and we can all be fucking tonight. Why are we here? Like. <laughs> That yeah. fuck, that shit boggled my mind, dog. Like I don't get the appeal of strip clubs. I remember, like and, and I guess it's, it's so expensive for nothing. And looking at titties, dog, like looking, like yeah, you might be able to touch some if you get a dance. But like it, again, you leaving with nothing. You ain't fucking nothing. Like if you 
pull a stripper out the strip club and you fuck her, like that's that's rare. Like that's not likely. I think. Well, I'll, to answer my own question, I I believe my first time I went was 007 on the east side, and <laughs> did I was, you die? Did I die? <laughs> I'm still here, and I think uh, I was. I wasn't 21 because they had to pay extra to get me in. And it was just like, the bouncer was like, I bet I see you drinking and shit. <laughs> that was basically it or whatever. And it was just, what the what the, the one thing I remember, I remember this fine-ass dancer. She was giving this dude a lap dance. And I don't know how he must have, maybe he paid for a bunch of songs. She was on her last song and was just tired or just uninterested. But, man... She was like, you know, she wasn't facing him, so her ass was towards him. And she's just looking into whatever, looking into the... Mirror. No, 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 just into space. <laughs> it wasn't the even way, a mirror. <laughs> the way the seat was, he was sitting kind of like, okay, basically, I'm, I'm him. And she's dancing, she's dancing on me, and she's just looking into space. It wasn't nothing in front of her. And she just had, like, the plainest Blankest fucking... white. Just... Yeah, I'm just gonna pop my ass. Uh, 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 uh. You know what I mean? She, she, she hit you with the martial arts. I'm just doing this yeah, so I don't yeah, get fired. That, that, no, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it, dude. She was basically martial arts lynching that bitch, though. She's just, I'm just doing like, this so I don't get fired. Right, fine. right. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, you like it? She like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was just the blankest shit ever. And it, <laughs> look at the watch. Whatever. You got two minutes. Right, right. You got until this song is over. And so that was one of the things I got. I hate that shit too. The yeah, song, it was. It was song, just. Uh, like wow, but I think it's psychological, dude. Like those those chicks, man, will put anything in your head that you want to hear. Like they will gas you up. And I remember just from dances I've got and the conversation that you know I've you know had with them because I just started talking to them. Now nah, I just want to kind of just. You know, now I'm talking to you. I'm just asking you random shit. And they just, they, they boost your ego, dude. They just stroke the fuck out of your ego. And I think guys get a connection, dude. They feel like it's it's more than it really is. And for a motherfucker who got money to blow, he don't give a hell. He just sitting there. And that's the thing. It's financial for like. I don't think I've ever heard you say I don't. they don't give a hell. Oh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that. Uh, I think for, you know, cash strapped niggas like us. You know, I'm with you. I, I get nothing out of this. You know, I hardly could touch you unless I'm paying for it. And then even still, this not this is this isn't going to go further. Depends on where you at, right? Yeah, depending on where you at too is rules. But it's like it's nothing. I get. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm with you. But for guys, for people that have money and can blow money, that's their thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we a trip over spending $40 at a strip club. These niggas out there spending hundreds, and they get a sense of, I don't know, she really likes them. But really, she if, if this shit was free, she wouldn't be doing none of this shit. But again, like I say, for a motherfucker who doesn't value money or doesn't give a hell or that's what they do, you know, I think they just, it's a, it's a, I don't know, man. I think it's real psychological, dude. I think they really gas these things. And then they come back. You know, dudes come back. That's my favorite dancer. I come here, you yes, know. Yes, they do have regulars. Yeah, they got regulars and shit like that. And, you know, that's what they do and shit. I remember a funny story. One of my homeboys, uh, he was telling me how, you know, every now and then, you know, he would go to a strip club and, you know, uh, 
and he was going to the same one he went to for a while. So I think he had the t- <laughs> he had dropped the kids off at the uh, the grandparents. Say he had some errands to run all the shit. He was going to strip clubs at some point. <laughs> he said he's at the strip club and shit, and he sees his father in law there and shit. Oh wow! <laughs> and I, I can't remember exactly, but I guess it was you know he gave one of them nods like "what up" type deal. But that would trip me the fuck out. I go somewhere and I see my my father in law fucking throwing money up and shit and fucking <laughs> bitches and shit. That should be hilarious, man. I could. Ep- I will. I've never spoken on my fiance's dad, but I could absolutely see me running running into him at the strip club. Like I absolutely. I I could see that, and I don't. Th- I don't think either one of us would give a fuck. I think we would be turned. Like, oh shit, you're here too. <laughs> Let's make it rain together. <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't think he goes to strip clubs. But I could see. I could see that happening theoretically. I, I would not be. I wouldn't be taken aback at all. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would. I don't think he would, he frequents strip clubs. I don't think I would see him there. I don't think. My but if I did. I, I, I mean, if I did y'all, see him there, I don't think it would, I would feel about it. seems cool. I feel like y'all would probably have a good time if y'all met up in man, the I, Man, I would hang out with him all the time. He's a fucking ball to be around. He's cool as fuck. Like, I would a- absolutely, I would hang out with him all the time. And I know if, on the, this is still on the strip club subject, if I have a bachelor party and he were to come, like I think it would be turned. Like I, I don't think it would be. It wouldn't be weird at all. And that that's so, that says something. Right. Like yeah. I could have a bachelor party with my wife's dad, and it's cool. Like, yeah. I, and I think it would be cool. But like, the to talk about that topic a little bit more. That's kind of my feelings on a bachelor party. Like I haven't really. I don't even know if I'm having one. Like if I'm having one, it's unbeknownst to me. I don't plan on it. What would you? What What would be a, a ideal bachelor party? Cause like you don't do the strip club, so that may I, not yeah, I don't be care enough. about strip clubs. So yeah, so so for me it would just be me and all my groomsmen just hanging out, man, just like hanging out, drinking, partying. We can go to a strip club, but like I don't really care about that. Like that's kind of like the staple of bachelor parties is strippers and shit. And like they know they know my thoughts on that. Like so they they know that I really don't care. Like that's not something that I'm into. And then now, even more, it's like, okay, so say 10 years ago, if we go to a strip club, I'm going to be generally opposed to it. But at the same time, if the opportunity to open itself to fucking get numbers of the fuck, bet. But now it's like, I'm getting married. I'm not going to do that. So, like, now it's like literally all I can do is look. So it's like, what's the point? What what joy am I going to have at 33 looking at naked women? Like, there's... That's like almost like the most fucking safe thing that I can do, because like, what do, like what what am I gonna get from that? Man. There's nothing there. Like You're I'm not, not gonna fuck nobody. I'm not gonna like nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Ever, and I can't brag on my sex career. It's it's nothing to brag about my my sex career. But I've I mean I obviously. I've done more than look at look at women before. So looking at naked women is like the bottom of my sex career. So like why would I think like that's a dope thing to do? Like, hey, let me look at a bunch of naked bitches. Like what, what where's the fun in that? I can look at naked bitches at home. Like and even when I was single, it's like, okay, 
I can go to the club and look at naked women, or I can actually fuck somebody. Like, <laughs> like, why would I choose to go look at naked women when I could actually be spending my time at a regular club or at a regular bar working on getting somebody that I can actually fuck? So, like, at that time, when I was first going to strip clubs, it's like, okay, I could go to the strip club, and I could spend X amount of money. If it didn't cost me no money, then fuck it. But it's like, it costs a lot of money to go to a strip club. A lot of money. So yeah. why would I spend a lot of money to get nothing when I could spend a little money and fuck tonight? You're wasting my fucking time. Like, why are you so hype about going to the strip club to look at naked women and get nothing when we could all be somewhere where we are spending, like, at a bar where we spend no cover. The bars don't have cover. You spend no cover to get in. You can buy drinks at a normal price because, obviously... Strip clubs have inflated drink par- drink prices, Man. so you can't even fucking drink for cheap. Duh. We go to a regular club, a regular bar, sp- spend no cover or a $10 cover, get normal price drinks, and actually have a realistic chance of taking a bitch home and fucking. Why are we wasting our time and money at the strip club? I, I still don't get it. I had a homeboy who uh, had a bachelor party, and part of it was the strip club. So I go, so I spent... Fifteen dollars to get in. I bought him a beer, bought me a beer. So that's two beers. I bought a, a I think I bought a a, a well drink, a, a liquor drink. So I had a one drink, two beers, pay to get in, and then I they was getting them a private dance. So I put in twenty dollars for that. Right. I spent like seventy dollars in like twenty minutes, dog. And for what? I didn't get shit and out of for it. for what? And he probably didn't get shit out of it either. If you spent $70 and your boy fucked the stripper, hey, well, at least your boy fucked the stripper. But, I mean, even then, it's a small consolation. You didn't fuck her. Dude. And then, really, fucking a stripper is like... You get the props of fucking a stripper. Like, I got a stripper. It's not necessarily like... You fuck the stripper because, like, she bad as hell. She might not be bad as hell. Depends on where you go. And Ooh. chances are, when the, when they're really bad, now you're already slim chances of doing something plummet even more. Dude, so, part of my bachelor party, we went to the Coliseum. You know, went on 8 Mile. I got a dance from the finest stripper I've seen in years, by far, finest, finest stripper. I mean, she was, oh, God, dude. I sent up a prayer that your wife don't listen to this. I told her. <laughs> I told her about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told her about it. Man, I, dog, I, could, I could see why dudes would drop tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of money. If you got it. Right. Dog, she was so personable, you know. I mean, she was... I mean, the fact that she was fine as all. Which hell. one is the costume? Is on eight mile? mile? The one that got okay. the big ass. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, columns and shit. The that oh, that, I could see it. She's fine as fuck. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was fine. I just man, I, I just was don't just, get but it. But like I say, I'm with you though. I don't really get the you know, um, the hype you know the guys have for them you know. But whatever. I guess it's eye candy. But whatever the case. But I just, I don't know, man. I just couldn't. 
I couldn't. I remember going. Do you ever go to any strip clubs in Canada? Yeah, back when I was like literally back when I was nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I went and um. I went, I went to, to Cheetahs. Cheetahs, yeah, that's the one I remember going to, and I remember that was the first time I think that I actually touched a stripper. <laughs> So you know the, the 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 currency exchange. You get dollars and you get like dollar coins and shit. Or is it two dollar coins over there or just dollar? I don't know what it was at the time, but yeah, there's two dollar coins now. Yeah, maybe it was just a dollar coin. So the two dollar coin is called a toonie, and the, the one dollar coin like is called a, a loonie. Like a, it looked it looked like copper with silver in the middle or some shit. I think it's a, that's the two dollar one. So the stripper was doing this shit where a dude would come if he's by the stage. He'll lay back and he would put the fucking coin in his mouth. And she'll come with her titties and grab the coin out of his mouth and shit. Like she'll squeeze her titties. I guess it's a little better than here because if you put a dollar in your mouth, they ain't got to get this close. If you put yeah. a coin in. Yeah, I purposely did the coin. She had to get closer for that. Right, yeah. So all I felt was these fucking titties smashing my face to pull the fucking coin out my mouth and shit. And I was thinking, like. After it, this is years later. I started. I had thought about that. Like that was some nasty shit. One <laughs> ain't no telling where the fuck that coin been. <laughs> and then two ain't no telling where the fuck her titties been. <laughs> disinfect this coin yeah, right there. Like you say, you're rubbing it with Febreze to put it in your fucking mouth and shit. Like yeah, it was just oh, you're crazy. But yeah, that and and then it's just everything is inflated. Like you say, you spending tons for drinks. I. And I, I used to the times I've been with home my homeboys, you know. And this is, and ironically, it was times when I really wasn't making money. So they'd be like, "Man, just come on, you go with me, and we, you know, go with us, we good." These Negroes, we get there, and they go get the little uh, stacks of ones. Mm-hmm. So you know, they, I think they come in like hundred dollar stacks and some shit. Yeah, you, you can get whatever you want. These niggas, I have like two or three hundred dollar stacks of ones. And I'm like, dude, that's a hundred dollars. That's two, three hundred dollars for what? And all it is, is just throw it. It's not like an. It's not an investment. Like, if I throw these ones, I'm gonna get some pussy tonight. It's like you just doing it just to do it, and you really doing it so that you can look baller in front of other people. Yeah, I'm not wasting a hundred dollars so I can look like something in front of other people. It's a status thing. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get it at all. Like, I will say the one time there was one time. That I had a good time at the strip club, and it was on my birthday. Uh, I think it was about it was probably my twenty. I think it was my twenty first birthday. I went to a strip club. Um, it was like I couldn't even tell you what city it was. This is somewhere I never go. Like off like Dick's Highway, and to be yeah, clear right. for our non Detroit listeners, it's not Dick's like penis. It's like D I X. <laughs> I don't I know, think, I think I was, was somewhere on what, Dick's Highway. What, like, what, what the I, fuck? It's one of <laughs> Pause. I, it was a couple over there. There's one that's called Chicks on Dicks. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's that yeah. one, but I, I do remember. No, the that. one I went to was called The Flight Club. And at that one, I got a lap dance, like a private lap dance, and, like, I was able to, like, actually, like, get it in like I was like fingering this bitch like it was it, it was going in and like it, I know of strip clubs where you can like get hit in a VIP and you can fuck in a VIP and all that shit, shit. you can do all that most, like, but a lot of even people. then it's like okay so you, did you just pay a hundred dollars to get hit from a stripper where you can again go to the club or to a bar 
and pay to cover and get drinks and actually fuck the girl later. Like an actual regular person as opposed to like, I just basically paid a prostitute for the most part. Yeah. I just don't get it. So my, my thoughts on a bachelor party, I told my friends, I'm like, if y'all want to throw one for me, I'm not going to be opposed to it. Like, don't do it. But I'm not going to request it either. Like, hey, I want a bachelor party. Make it happen. I don't care. And because bachelor party, the idea is strippers. So my being specific, it's like, I don't care if we do something with strippers. Like, I, I really don't. Like, if we, like, all I really want before my wedding is to have all my friends there. Like, all my groups. I want everybody there. And we had a discussion about it not too long ago. Um, so, a couple of my groomsmen live on the West Coast, and they're not coming in. My wedding's on fri- on a Friday, and they're not coming in till Thursday. And we were talking about doing something on Wednesday, and I'm like, I don't want to do whatever on Wednesday if these guys aren't going to be here yet. So if we can't, and then obviously my my fiance don't want me like getting like wild fucked up the night before the wedding for understandable reasons so I'm like if my only option of getting like wild fucked up and having a bit bomb ass party is to have it on the Wednesday that's cool but I don't want to have it if they can't be there so if they can only be there for Thursday if Thursday is the only day that everybody can be there I don't need it to be like some wild fucked up crazy party like if if Thursday is the only day that everybody can be there, we can do some, like, chill shit, man. We can just, like, like, I'm cool if we just, like, all get together and just, I don't know, man. This is September. Um, what's, what's popping in September? What's popping in September, like, sports-wise? Like, I don't know. Uh, like the Tigers game? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But, like, if we just did some shit where we're all together, like a cigar bar or some shit, we just all together the night before chilling i'd rather have that than to have some wild crazy party on wednesday that everybody's not there for so like i don't care about that stripper shit man like if y'all want to plan some crazy ass shit all i care about is making sure that everybody's there and they suggested something like well we can have something like low-key like we can have something where we can basically have two things like have something on wednesday where not everybody's there that can be a little bit more wild and then have something on Thursday that's a little bit more low-key. And I'm cool with that, but, like, I don't... I told him, I was like, if y'all want to throw some, like, crazy shit or y'all want us to go to a strip club or whatever, that's cool, but I'm not requesting that. Like, that means nothing to me. So, like, I just... I'm just so anti-strip club. I, I just feel like it's pointless. Especially for me now. Like, like I, I don't... It's not... At least before, I could have hopes of, like, okay, if we go to strip club, I can, you know, get it in. Like, maybe I could, like finger bitch again uh whatever like but now it's like i don't have that goal so like what do i get out of it all i really want out of it is to have everybody together so that's all i care about yeah I, my, i'm just so anti-strip club it's just so pointless to me man yeah my uh although uh, i hear the food is good yeah i hear the food well, i'll say here I, I, the food is good like i'm not <laughs> i can't <laughs> i can't say i hear it's good i've i've experienced it the food is banging but I uh when I went to my yeah we did for my best friend's uh bachelor party we bachelor party we went to uh, you talking about Derek yeah when was this 
Because the only time, the whole time I've known you, he's been married. So, like, when was, how long was it? About 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Maybe a little longer, I think. We went to, um, uh, we went go kart. Uh, the place out on Van Dyke where they're the faster go karts and shit. I can't think yeah. of the name of it. That shit's fun as hell. The butterfly? Uh, no, no, no. That's that's the bullshit go kart. These go karts are about 30, 40 miles an hour. Oh, and shit. shit. You got to wear a helmet, fucking jacket, and shit. <laughs> Sign a waiver. You do. You got to sign a waiver. Yeah. And they got a bar there. So, I mean, you could technically drink and drive. Um, Sweet. We went there. We ordered pizza. <laughs> and, again, that wouldn't drink. be something that's a first for me either. Right. <laughs> Not just on a closed course. To, um, to, but pause to kind of rewind it back when I was talking about uh, earlier about, like, all of my friends, how we used to hang out. I think it was before we started recording. We would, when me and this group, my homeboys from Joy Road, and we would all hang out. Man, this ain't some shit that I would recommend to anybody. Like, in retrospect, we were mad dangerous and, like, incredibly irresponsible. Like, we would get together at, like, 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, start drinking, watch the NBA playoffs, drink all the way till 10 o'clock, and then head out to the club, drinks in the car while we're drinking, driving. while Whoever was driving wasn't, like... Hey, you're the sober guy, and you're gonna drive. This is like whoever whoever had the cars. Like we got three cars, let's we roll out three cars deep, and that would just be how it was. And I would drive to like fucking Pontiac with a fucking steel reserve and the cup holder, drinking that shit while I was driving like the whole fucking nine. Uh, like, yeah, I remember those days too. I remember my I remember the pregame before we used to go to uh the pregame was nuts before we used to go to Canada. We would buy whatever we would get. So if it was enough of us, we'd get a fifth. If it wasn't, we'd get a pint, get a couple of six packs. We'd drink that wherever we were at. A little, and we, but at least going to Canada, we had to finish all that shit before we got there. Right. So we would finish all that shit, then get there. We used to go to a Music Cafe. We'd get there at nine when it opened. They used to have five dollar pitchers of beer. So we'd get all of us to get our own pitchers. <laughs> Drink crazies from nine to fucking two or three whenever they decide to close, then go to fuck home. And then and at that point, I think I was going to, I was in, I was at school, so be drinking from like seven, eight o'clock to like two in the morning. Go home at three or four, get up at seven, then go to class and shit. I mean, I drink heavy now. I'm on like a two day hiatus from everything. Yeah, I can't even function like that anymore. I could still drink like I, I I think I could I could still drink like I drank back then, but I can't function as quick. So like you said, you could drink, party, sleep for three four hours, and then get up and function. Like now, like you said, I might need a day off. Shit, I really didn't want to drink really today because shit, I drank a lot last night. But I've yeah. been sipping slowly, and water has been my friend. But yeah, so. speaking of which. We're about 145. Uh, I guess we got time for one or two, depending. We got to talk about some serious shit. We spent a lot, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, drinking and driving and clubbing. So, one thing I want to touch on that really, really pissed me off today, and it's pissed me off consistently ever since Michael Vick. Um, so, apparently... Some lion named Cecil or whatever got killed by a dentist from Minnesota. Apparently, this dentist paid fifty-five grand to, I guess, lure 
Well, you pay fifty-five grand to have the option to kill this lion, right? To hunt this lion. What they apparently they ended up doing was putting like a dead carcass on like the back of their truck, lure the lion out of, out the I guess safe house. So not safe house, but like out the safe area to where you couldn't kill him. They lured him out, killed him, did all kinds of fucked up shit. I I, I cut his head off to put it on a fucking uh, I guess for the dentist to put on his fucking mantle or whatever. Whatever, it's fucked up shit. But what fucked me up about it was that like Jimmy Kimmel talked about it last night on his fucking talk show or whatever. And this motherfucker was crying. Like he legit was broke up like over this fucking lion dying. And like man that shit pisses me off to no end. These fucking white people will cry over these dead ass animals. But will walk around and kill black people without a fucking second thought. And that shit pisses me the fuck off. And you talk about what pissed me off about it originally was the Mike Vick shit. Because Mike Vick went to prison for killing dogs. And, like, the thing about that is, like, yeah, what Mike did was, what Mike Vick did was fucked up. But, like, man, like, we sent it, we sent his black ass to prison for killing a dog. But meanwhile, these white folks out here killing black people for no goddamn reason and, get, and getting paid administrative leave and shit. So, basically, you kill a black dude, you can go on vacation. And fucking Mike Vick went to jail over it. And then you got Jimmy Kimmel fucking crying on TV over a goddamn lion. When we're living in an age right now where it's like hot shit in these streets to kill black people and not give a fuck. Like black people are dying at the hands of the police at this point like every other day. Like it's happening regularly. And these white people don't give a fuck. Like don't give a fuck. But like I saw a gif earlier of people protesting outside the, the dentist who killed the lion. Protesting outside his dentist office like his name was Cecil. Fuck Cecil. It's a goddamn lion, dog. The, all cats matter. They put that on one man, of the things that was outside his Man, thing. fuck those white people. Fuck that cat. Fuck that lion. Fuck all these animals. Fuck them all, dog. Like, I hate that shit, man. All these fucking white people crying over these goddamn fucking dumbass animals <laughs> for no fucking reason. And then walk around like, oh, I can't believe you... These people are killing these animals. I'm so sad. Let me go kill a nigger and they not give a fuck. Man, I hate these fucking people, dog. Like, that shit pissed me off, dog. This fucking piece of shit crying over a goddamn lion when pe- fucking white, fucking black people are dying for no fucking reason every day. And they don't give a fuck, man. Like, like it's so crazy to, to... Like, the racist shit is so fucking blatant at this point, man. They don't even fucking care. Like, kill a black people, I don't, kill a black person, they don't give a fuck. No shed tears. I'm not even asking, my, I don't even care if you don't cry about it. Fuck it, don't cry. I don't cry. Who cares? But, like, don't, don't be out here fucking crying over a goddamn animal and then just, like, glazing over a black man getting shot in the face for no fucking reason. Like, you just gonna glaze over that shit, but now you over here crying on national TV over a fucking lion. Man, like, oh my god, dog. I fucking hate that shit, man. Like, I just... Oh, man, I don't get that shit. It's like, the Mike Vick shit was a, a combination of the two... The two things. It's like, okay... One, we put animal lives over black lives. Which is clear at this point. It was like... You could make that point with the Mike Vick shit. But now, it's, it's, it's perfectly fucking clear. White people value animal life over black human life. It's fucking clear. So, I don't give a fuck about that lion. Like, it, in, in, in normal circumstances, I would. Because the story is fucked up. That's fucked up what they did to that lion. But it's a fucking lion, dog. Like, 
It's a fucking animal, man. Like, and it's one fucking lion. It's not like this dentist fucking killed all lions in <laughs> in one fucking shot. Like this fucking dentist, like single handedly, like killed the entire lion population. He killed one fucking lion, and white people out here picketing outside of his fucking office and shit. Crying on national TV like, oh, his name was Cecil. Respect him. Oh, it's so sad. This fucking lion. And then turn around and turn on Fox News and find a reason to justify killing a black man for not having his goddamn license. Man, man, fuck them, dog. I hate, man, I hate these motherfuckers so much. I can't even hide it at this point, dog. Like, you can't just walk around like I hate white people because, like, it's not, obviously it's not all white people. But like, goddamn, where are the white people who care? Where are the white people who are saying, like, where are the white people who are going to, like, hop on TV and be like, y'all do realize it's a fucking lion, whereas all our other brethren are out here killing black folks for, for sport, and it's fun, and it's cool, and nobody gives a shit. Like, where are the white people who are calling that out? Where are the cops who say, oh, it's not all cops. You say that shit. But you ain't gonna come out and say, hey, this piece of shit partner of mine, or this piece of shit motherfucker in my precinct, who's racist as fuck, like, you got your little cop loyalty to your other police officer who kills black people because he thinks it's fun, you got your loyalty to that motherfucker, but you wanna talk about it's not all cops, why aren't you speaking out, since you apparently are not all cops, why aren't you speaking out against these cops who are not you apparently, that hate black people? Where are you at now? Yeah, that's the thing that, you know, with, with all of the, the cop. I mean, it's way too many. Um, but with all of them, you, you never hear the quote-unquote good cops speak out against... I've, I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it once. I haven't either. Never seen it once. And so that just makes, it, makes you wonder, like, are there really truly a, an abundance of good cops that just won't do it? From like scared of the backlash they're gonna get, or they they know their whole system is just that fucked up. Like I I don't get it, man. Dog, if you a black cop and you see the shit that's going on, and you ain't say shit, you a pussy. Fuck you, man. Like that's fucked up. Like don't be out here saying like have your little cop fraternity and shit, and y'all all cool, and you out here caping for these fucking white cops who are out here killing black people running up like oh I saw what happened and that that guy was wrong when you really saw what happened and the cop was wrong and the the dead dude is right or you didn't see what happened and you out here pretending like you did like I, I ain't heard no cop speak out about that shit and if somebody if some dick shit was to tweet me like hey uh, this cop did it okay so that one motherfucker fuck him I don't care about him like there needs to be a group of people who are going to stand up against that shit. I need to see a group of cops like, you know what? Cops are wilding out right now. These are my quote-unquote brothers in whatever police faggot fraternity we have. But they're wilding out. And we're not going to stand for it anymore. Have you seen that? I haven't. It's a rhetorical question. Because I know you haven't. Because it ain't happened. So, it's just not happening. It's, it's not. So, where are these good cops at? Because you ain't a good cop if, if all you have to say is there are good cops. Yeah, no shit. I don't give a fuck. If you're a good cop, speak out about these bad cops. If you see a dude in your precinct or even if it's your partner and you see he's full of shit, stand up for it if you really care. 
like I don't I don't want to hear that shit no more. I don't want to hear shit about they're good cops. I don't want I don't even want to hear shit about they're good good white people. Yeah, there's good white people. So where they at? They, I ain't seen too many of them either. I mean, yes, obviously there are some, but like I'm not really seeing any. Uh, I'm not seeing a appropriate amount of white people who are banding together with black people against all the racist shit that's going on. Yeah, there's a few. Great. Shout out to them. They're awesome. But if it the outrage over what's happening to black people right now is from black people. White people chilling. Because they're safe. They're good. They can live knowing that they can go about and live their life without fear of getting killed for no reason and without fear of... Uh, uh, prejudice in the workplace and all the other benefits that they have that they don't know they have, they can go ahead and live their lives with that shit. I, I, I don't want to hear that shit no more. And I definitely don't want to hear no shit about no goddamn animals, dog. Man, fuck a... Man, fuck a fucking animal, dog. Like, like I I can't even sit here and pretend like, oh, I like animals, but... No, I mean, I, I don't give a fuck about an animal, dog. Like, I really don't. And I have a dog, and like... In truth, yes, I love my dog, man. Like, she's... Like, you can't not love an animal that is, like... Un, unequivocally loyal to you. Like, there's nothing that... That animal would, like, not do for you. Or that, like, that, that animal is just, like, totally loyal to you. There's nothing you can not love about that. But at the same time, am I going to put an animal life over human life? No. So, I don't want to see these white people protesting and picketing and getting on TV and crying over a fucking animal when they don't give a fuck when other humans are getting killed. Like, I, I'm, man, I'm so sick of that shit, man. It's infuriating, dog. Yeah. And they don't get it. They don't get it. Or they don't care. And or both. I guess in our, our normal weekly, who got killed by the police. Uh, so, I think, I don't know... The, the sand, the boy. Oh yeah, I meant to look up how you pronounce his name. Um, but he was he was killed by the. Uh, it's missing an I. Like I want to say Dubois or Dubois, but I feel like it needs an I or a U or something in and there. And it's D U B O S E. Right, and like that fucks with me. You read up you. You read about the name so much, but you don't ever. I rarely watch the news, so I haven't. I, yeah, so I don't know the pronunciation, but me either. So he was killed by a campus police. In we'll Cincinnati. call him Dubois or Dubois for the rest of the episode. If it's wrong, fuck it. Somebody let us know. Put um, some fucking punctuation marks so in that shit. They were finally, they finally released the 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 uh, the cam, the cop cam, on his interaction with the stop. So. There's like this three minute ver like a three minute long version that basically shows we you know the cop pulls up, pulls him over, saying she's pulling him over for a missing front license plate. Whatever the case. And, you know, he's asking for his license. He's saying he's basically alluding that he doesn't have it, but he's like, You can run my name, you know, go, go all this stuff. So they go back and forth. But then at this point, he's like, Well, take off your seatbelt. And he tries to the cop tries to open the door and uh, Sam uh, 
he grabs his door like why are you trying to open my door all you see this you know commotion and next thing you know he shoots the fucking dude in the face and there's no like there's no like next thing you know like this shit was like half a second like and what 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 trips me out about it it wasn't like a thing like you don't have your license can you please step out of the car it was you don't have your license and in the same breath it was like he put his hand on the doorknob and opened the door like have you ever I've never seen that where a cop tries to open your door you just sitting there he still had his seatbelt on like the whole nine he op- the cop opens the door and is like get out of the car while he's opening the door and the dude's like Sam's like no what the fuck and like puts his hand on the door and then gets shot in the head like there's no there's no in between like the cop tries to open the door and they argue. Or the cop tries to open the door and dude tries to drive off. The cop opens the door and they argue. Like, nothing. It was like the cop tries to open the door. Sam puts his hand on it like, no. And then he gets shot in the head. That's it. That's it. Yeah, so... The- so he died over... He got shot in the head for not allowing the police officer to open his door for no reason. He got shot in the head for that. And he got shot in the head for a fucking... Not showing, the, a, not showing his license and... Uh, a fucking missing plate off the front of the car. That's that's pretty much it. Yep. And the longer video, they have a video that's like almost 30 minutes. And you see the interaction of after after he shoots them, you know, he, t- he takes off his foot, his, his foot off the brake. And he crashes into a fucking, a fucking pole. And his claim was that in the report that he was dragged. You clearly see he was not fucking dragged. Right. But in the video, afterwards, that's all he kept saying. Yeah, he, he dragged me. You know, I shot him once, blah, blah, blah. My hand got caught. He dragged me. Yeah, this me. fucking piece of shit said his hand got stuck in a steering wheel. Bitch, your hand was on a fucking doorknob. Your hand was nowhere near the fucking steering wheel. Like, you ever see the car where the doorknob is connected to the steering wheel? I haven't. Like, what the fuck, man? Shot that man in cold fucking blood. So... The difference in this case versus any other case I've seen is that he was indicted for murder almost immediately from before the release of the video, which was kind of unheard of. It hasn't happened in any of the cases that I've seen. Hell, most of them don't even get to the point of being indicted, let alone arrested and so forth. Right. But, yeah, it's just, man, I, I don't know, man. It just, it shit just happens so fucking much, man. And it's like, obviously, the thing is, he has on a fucking cam, and he still was going to stick by that story. Almost if he knew that his fellow cops were going to cooperate the shit. Hell, the fucking officer was already going to... The officer with him was already going to side with his story. Right. I feel like, hell, that should be accessory after the fact. If you're going to go along with the same story, you should be doing down too. And I hope that happens. Me too. Yeah. Man, it's like... the I'm... I'm grateful and I'm so thankful that we that they had camp so we could see this shit. Because otherwise, it would be another I fear for my life and shot a, a, a black person, and it would have been that. That's it. If it wasn't for that fucking camera, that would have been the story. It's so interesting that like right now we're living in an age where like this is happening routinely, and it makes me wonder. Say. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where we weren't recording everything, 
was this shit happening the same at the same degree, but we just didn't know about it? Like they were getting kicked. Like but I, th- I believe, it or was. even a similar degree. Like yeah, because there was, was no way to. And even now, is it still happening now at a much greater rate? But the stories aren't taken off because there's no footage. Fuck like yeah, it makes it like, like how much is this? How much is it happening? And how much has it happened? But it's going under the radar because there's no video footage. So the cop says he did whatever, uh, and they could say literally anything. Like oh he tried to fucking cut my dick off, so I shot him. Oh he tried to like you could say anything. So with no video footage. Automatically, the cop word is gonna be get is gonna be taken over the the victim's word, and, and, and I don't get how, especially if the victim's dead and not defend himself. The victim's dead. The victim has no gun. The victim and the thing is, that in all these fucking cop apologists, I was on and I made oh the, man, you I, cop apologists. I've, I've made the mistake of of reading comments and commenting on this one link uh, about, and it was just it's amazing how so many people are like, well, if he just would have listened. He would have been living. Why the fuck is he just listening? He didn't do nothing wrong. I mean, my thing is, at the point of him not having a license, you didn't run it. You wasn't trying to run his name. You weren't trying to do anything. All you was trying to do is keep your fucking bossy attitude with the guy, and you fucking killed him. Man, I hope that fucker rotten fucking jail for the rest of his fucking life, dude. I saw... I know a guy who... Almost prides himself in like finagling a way in which the officer is justified. He like man, that's and the I thing about him there. is like I called him out on his shit because like the vast majority of the time when he gets into like there's a guy on Facebook. I know him in real life, but what I see is on Facebook. This is a guy who's very, very intellectual, very smart guy. He's great at at arguing or debating or whatever. And he's he's really good at stating a point, and he's also really good at making you look stupid for your point. So nine times out of ten, when it comes to debates or discussions or arguments, his opponent is undermatched. There was a time where I called him out on his shit, and everybody gets mad at him. But he he finds a way to intellectually like argue them down. Whatever it was that I said to him, his only response was like, uh, "You're a moron" or something like that. And that's how I knew I won. At that point, he didn't have nothing else to go with. Yeah, at, at that stupid. point, You're yeah, you stupid. <laughs> at, at that point, I was like, okay, I know he has nothing because this is a guy who's very intellectual. If the best you can give me is "You're a moron," I know that. I, I just issued the checkmate. Mm-hmm. At that point, I said, you know what? I I, I was going to unfriend him on Facebook. But what I did was I just blocked him. Because I, I, I blocked him like from my feed so that I wouldn't see him anymore. But I the only reason I didn't unfriend him is out of a sheer curiosity of like, okay, so what's he going to say when future things happen? So when just randomly out of the blue earlier this week or late last week I thought let me see what he said about the Sandra Bland shit because it seems like every time something like this happens he makes it a like his personal duty to present the cop side and he's not a cop he's not he, he has no no stake in this 
but it's it's just like it's it's like it gives him a hard on to to get people riled up. So I looked at I thought, what does he say about the Sandra Bland shit? And I thought like I knew that he doesn't even post that much, but I, he always posts when something like this happens because that's his time to say some shit, some old cop apologetic ass shit to where the cop is somehow justified. So I looked at his page randomly. Like, let me see what he said about the Sandra Bland shit. This bitch-ass nigga said something like, uh, I don't like the fact that... He said he don't like smokers, so he don't like people who smoke. And he said something like, Well, if she had just put her cigarette out, she shouldn't have been blowing smoke in his face, mm-hmm. and then she wouldn't have been... She, she, she like, she's be Basically, she would have just obliged. And not and put her cigarette out, and everybody's like, "Why she got to put her cigarette out?" She's in the car. He's like, "No police officers that have to stand there while somebody blows their cancerous cigarette smoke in his face." Like he made it sound like Sandra Bland was like, and blow smoke in his face and shit. Like, fuck you, police officer, and blew smoke in his face. Did you see smoke come out the car in that video? I didn't see no fucking smoke. I was like, man, this nigga's a pussy, dog. Like, all you want to do is fucking present. He's like a fucking contrarian to the point of like, I just want to say some different shit, and it doesn't. It don't even gotta make any fucking sense. I'm just gonna say some shit. And I'm like, how can you sit down and watch the Sandra Bland video and somehow is he black? Yes, and somehow find a way in your twisted bitch ass head. That she was ju- that the cop was justified in arresting her, when clearly throughout that entire video he's passive aggressively antagonizing her and trying to push her to the point where he snaps. He's fucking with her on purpose, and you're gonna sit there and say he shouldn't be. No, no one should have to be subjected to a smoker's cancerous causing smoke. Like, you fucking pussy dog. Like, like I really want to like. I really fucking want to, like, blow his shit out, dog. I, I, I just want to see him and just, like, steal on him, like, and just walk away. Like, you're a bitch. And just, like, not even say you're a bitch. Like, I just want to walk up to him, knock him the cold the fuck out, and walk away. Like, man, I, I don't understand that shit, man. Like, if you want to be somebody who wants to present the opposing side as devil, devil's advocate, one, that's your right, but two, this ain't the fucking time. We don't need the fucking opposing argument. When people are getting arrested for not putting out their cigarette because a fucking little dick prick ass cop is on a power trip, like I don't want to hear that. And that's shit. the thing they are, they're always on fucking power trips. They always on fucking power trips. Can you put out your cigarette? Where the fuck I gotta put out my cigarette? I don't like cigarettes either, but I'm not gonna fucking ask somebody to put out their cigarette for no fucking reason. If you blowing your cigarette in my son's face, hey, can you put out? I, actually, I wouldn't even say hey, can you put out your cigarette? I'm like. Hey, if you blow your smoke in my son's face again, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm more likely to say. But, like, if you're a cop and you pull somebody over for not signaling when they change lanes, like, don't be out here fucking, hey, you you seem mad. You mad, bro? You mad? Like, that's how, that's how his, that Sandra Bland video was. You mad? It was fucking camera and shit. Uh, you mad? Oh, are you done? Well, can you put your cigarette out? Now, like, it's like everything he did was to make her get pissed off. And this little fucking cocksucker wants to pound away at his fucking keyboard on Facebook. Like, oh, I can't believe she blew smoke in his face. What are you talking about? Did you watch the fucking video? And he's like, well, there's this thing called wind. 
wind. Did you wind like like she was smoking so wind blew in his face? Like I didn't see no smoke come out the car, but even working under the assumption that she was smoking and wind blew from her passenger side window and through the driver's side and blew her cigarette smoke into his face by accident because since there's such a thing as wind, Sandra Bland ain't got no control over that shit. He ain't got no right to ask her to put the fucking cigarette out. He sure as fucking got no right to pull out the car for not putting a cigarette out. And so don't sit there and preach this a, cigarette a broken shit. blinker or some shit? Yeah. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, dog. So I'm, I'm really fucking sick of that shit. And that reminds me, um, one of our loyal listeners, uh, Sophia, I can't, uh, man, I can't remember her Twitter name, dog, but considering what she wrote me, it's probably best that I don't remember her Twitter name, <laughs> but she wanted me to give her thoughts on the Sandra Bland shit on the podcast. So she said, it's, it's fairly long, so bear with me. She said, I don't know if I'll have time to sit down and email you guys before you start the podcast, but I have this to say about the Sam, we'll say Dubois, Sam Dubois tragedy in, in, in every situation where white people don't give a fuck about us. A surefire way to affect change is to show up in these people's neighborhoods. We need the help of Anonymous or anyone who can hack into the system and provide home addresses for every police officer that is unnecessarily killed or, harm, killed or harmed a black person. And to step away from that for a minute, Anonymous threatened to do that exact thing and didn't follow through. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, we show up in their neighborhoods in mass and protest peacefully because our presence alone scares these motherfuckers. And we need some people who are not afraid to die for the cause because you know some white person is going to get headstrong and feel they can assert their right and shoot one of us. And when that happens, that's when we tear this shit down. I don't want to see the loss of another black life. But that's what it takes to show these people we are not playing. We are at war. Body cameras and cell phones don't mean shit to them. This is not the time to have a temper tantrum in our own neighborhood. These people are sleeping peacefully in their own neighborhoods, knowing that we aren't going to come close. I'm so fucking pissed. And black people can't get organized enough to come together and be not afraid to share, shed blood over this. And social media is like a child with ADD. No one stays focused on the matter at hand. Getting killed isn't right. War isn't right. But sometimes violence is a necessary evil. Violence has affected change. Yet, you have to be strategic in how and when you apply that violence. At this point, we need to be violent. These people are too comfortable in the fact that we ultimately turn the other cheek. I'm a Christian and a praying woman, and I believe in forgiveness, but God also had entire nations destroyed. It's time to get our hands dirty. I also heard Martin Luther King use, use the, the word threat of violence at times as well, but I have to research that. I've done off my soapbox. Have a great recording. I look forward to hearing it on Monday. So she make she make valid ass points. I mean, what what is it really going to take before they they value a black life to the point of not killing us on sight for shit that are non-violent offenses? I made the same point last week, and we made it kind of gently, not as harshly as she did, kind of gently saying like. I made the point, like, if there was a somebody like Dexter who was out here killing all these motherfuckers who did this shit, how often do you, how much more do you think this would happen if they felt some some sort of real accountability for it? And as long as we, as if if what's happening is white police officers are killing black guys without probable cause, 
Because, I mean, the re- really, there's... Unless the black guy slash victim slash citizen is putting your life in danger, you have no cause to even draw your weapon. So, and none of these case, and in none of these cases did that happen. If they're going to be out here killing killing people, handing out death sentences as a police officer without probable cause, and the only ramifications from it are paid vacations and a bunch of angry ass tweets, there's no motivation to stop. And we've reached a point where we've protested, we picketed, we've gotten angry, we've done. All this non-violent shit where we got these fucking uh, new black-ass motherfuckers who are like, hey, let's uh, make sure that we protest peacefully because uh, we don't want to be like them or we don't want to get, we don't want to, you know, look like some angry-ass niggas on CNN. While we're doing all that bullshit, they're looking like, okay, well, we can keep killing niggas because we ain't seen no ramifications from it. If we start fighting back, it's going to get bloody, it's going to get violent, but they're going to know we mean business, and they're gonna that's going to be in the back of their head. You right. think if this cop it walked up on Sam's car, and in the back of his head he thought, the last time this shit happened, I, that cop got killed, or the whole city that that happened in turned into a big fucking race war. He's going to think twice about putting his hand on somebody's doorknob and then shooting him in the face. Right. You're right. So, like, I'm not I'm not here for, like, I'm not even, like, trying to be politically correct. Like, well, I'm not going to advocate violence. I'm advocating violence. We need to fight back. Like, we need to start shooting motherfuckers back. We need to start getting violent back. I, I don't even care. Like, I don't care, like, if it's, if saying we need to get violent is wrong or if it's, uh, morally incorrect, or if it's if it's inciting riots, I don't I don't care. Like it, whatever we doing ain't working. So if they're gonna kill us with impunity and they're not gonna care and they're just gonna get away with it and then cry over the lions, then maybe we should start killing some motherfuckers and then see how they feel about that. Yeah, that's kind of like we saying. Was that last week we were talking about this? Yeah, yeah. It's I like, didn't say that, but I'm saying it now. has to be. It has to be. Some kind of it has to be repercussions for the shit. That's why it keeps happening. I mean, as 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 much as I would like to think that this is a potential win for the Cincinnati uh, uh, school cop, I I just don't know, man. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, getting justice in this case isn't going to stop it. If this one cop goes to prison, hey, great, we got that one victory. But we got a hundred previous L's and a hundred future L's. It don't matter. Like it really doesn't. Like he goes to jail. Sweet, we got one. We got justice in one case, and we got that one justice because his body cam showed him shooting a guy in the face immediately for no reason. Like where it's to the point where like, what can you say? Like you can't even like. Warp the facts to where this cop is somehow justified. In all the other cases, you could you could warp the facts and do whatever the fuck. So I'm not even gonna be sad. Like, and even even reaching out and grasping on a small little bit of justice is fuck shit to me because that's just 
to placate ourselves. Like, oh, we got this little bit of justice, so we could chill now. No, we can't chill now. Yeah, we might we might get justice for this guy. That's not gonna save all the future people who are inevitably gonna die because it's gonna happen. It's happening. That's the the world we're living in right now. That shit is gonna happen. So getting justice for this one guy isn't gonna stop future shit. We need to work on stopping future shit. And we ain't gonna stop future shit if this one guy goes to jail. It's not gonna fucking matter. Like, we need to stop future shit. We need to make these motherfuckers feel like if we keep treating these people like subhumans, we're gonna start dying too. They're gonna start fighting back. They're gonna start killing us. They're gonna start fucking getting violent. Like, we need to fucking get violent, dog. Like, I wouldn't, if I was a fucking cop and I was out here killing motherfuckers left and right and all I had to deal with as repercussions is a paid vacation and some fucking picket signs. What's going to stop me from killing more motherfuckers? But if I kill somebody and the nigga next to me that killed somebody got killed, then I'm going to think twice. So, I mean, I'm on like like full like Malcolm X shit. Like we just like fuck nonviolent protest. Nonviolent protest, we've been doing that shit all year. Fuck a nonviolent protest. All a nonviolent protest is going to do is get more of us killed for no reason. I don't give a fuck about nonviolent protests. And I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about my non-fuck giving about nonviolent protests. <laughs> you can suck my dick if you don't like what I said. Like, I don't give a fuck. We just start fighting back. And if if it was in, if it was purely up to me, like in the sense of like I had nothing else to think about, I would be on the front fucking line, dog. Like, I'd be ready. Like, let's go to war. I don't give a fuck. But I got too much to live for. Like, I can't be out here like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Let me be on the front line when I got a wife, I got a son that will miss me if I'm gone. Like, I got too much to live for and too many people who depend on me to put myself in that kind of position. Right. But I fully advocate it. I fully support it. I fully think it should happen. And... I'm not going to feel any kind of way, none, about if that shit pop off. Like, if we had, like, a fucking, if Cincinnati turned into, like, a big fucking race war, and there's some, like, and you got, like, black dudes, like, running the streets and uh, fucking stabbing motherfuckers, I don't give a fuck, dog. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if, if. If these races of white folks start dying, you ain't going to hear me sitting here like, oh, violence is not the way, or that white guy didn't do anything. I don't give a fuck. None. At all. Like, I want to see some fucking violence, because that's the only way people are going to think twice about killing us for no reason. They need to be held accountable, and it's about time they start being held accountable. So I'm with Sophia, man. Like, we need motherfuckers on the front lines who are down to die for the cause or we're not ashamed to get violent I'm pro-violence at this point unapologetically yeah I don't know I don't know what what is it I mean I agree I just, it, I almost I, wish I could get involved like I I I really feel like my hands are tied to that high of a level of of action but man, I really wish they weren't. Like I really wish they weren't. Like I wish we could really get out here and get confrontational. And I really wish I could be out there with people getting confrontational. I really do. 
Cause I'm I'm really sick of it, dog. Like, like every week, dog. Every week is something like this, and nothing's happening. And you got white people crying over fucking lying, and nothing's happening over these black people getting killed for no reason. Nothing. I, and I've never been a, a huge fan of uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, but that shit really just fucked me up about him. I, I never had anything against Jimmy Kimmel, but he could die tomorrow and I would be happy. I don't give a fuck. Because that shows me where his head is at. He can cry on TV over a lion, but he did, is he going to go, now that this video was released, is he going to go on TV tonight and cry over Sam Dubois, or Dubois, whatever the fuck his name is? Is he going to cry over that shit? No. Is he going to talk about it? No. Is he going to give a fuck? No. But is he going to cry over fucking Cecil the Lion in whatever the fuck country? Yeah, fuck him, dog. Fuck him and everybody, and everybody who's standing outside that dentist's office protesting this goddamn dentist who wasn't out here protesting over uh, human lives getting killed for less than what that lion got killed for. Right. Because if you, if you look at it, really, this dentist killed this lion because he wanted a fucking trophy. At least he wanted a fucking trophy. They killing black people for shits and giggles. Like, hey, this is a fun fucking thing to do right now. Like, this shit is fun. Let's just do it. We can do it and get away with it. Hey, Let's party it up, man. Let's fucking kill him. And, hey, who cares? At least he got a fucking trophy out of it. I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, Suck my know. dick. I don't fuck know that. anymore, dude. I just don't get it. I do not get it. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, let's see. We're at 220 now. Oh, shit. We need to wrap up. Yeah. So, <laughs> um... Yes, thank you guys for uh, for listening. Uh, as always, and um, from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry if you are a white listener and you feel offended, and you're a good person. I really am sorry. I really don't hate all white people or anything like that. I got a multitude of white people who I absolutely adore. I'm sorry if I offended you, but like, man, if you were living this life that we live, where it's clear that our lives mean shit. To your uh, to your peers, then you might understand where I'm coming from. So try to put yourself in our shoes, where you can't. When you go out, you know that people are looking at you like "fuck him, he's a nigger, fuck him, he he can die," or you know if you go out that you can die for no reason and nobody will give a fuck. Like put yourself in in those shoes. And try to understand where we're coming from at this point. Because it's prevalent right now. It's happening all the time. Every week. And it's only it's only popping in the media because we have video of it. If, it, if we didn't have video of it, this shit would be flying under the radar. And nobody would know. And nobody would care. And it would just be black people dying. And nobody would give a shit. Right. So, like, put yourself in our shoes. If that was, if that was you and your people and you knew... That a fucking dog or a lion's life was more valuable to other races than your own life. Think how you would feel about that before you think about what I've, what I've said about what's happening. So don't take it personally. Because like I said, if you're... if it, Honestly, obviously, if you listen to this show, you're somebody who I fuck with. We don't have people who... Like random strangers who listen to this show. Like everybody who listens to this show is somebody who I fuck with. So, like, so you know, like don't take it personally. But like... Think about how it feels to know that your life don't mean shit to every other race. 
and to know that not only does your life not mean shit to every other race, but animals mean are more important than your race. Think about how that would feel, and how angry you would be to know that when you're killed unjustly, nobody cares, other than your peers. Think about how that feels, and think how angry you would be. Yeah. And you can walk around and live your life without without fear of that. You don't have to walk into a place and think like, I could die today for no reason. Like, if you look at that Sam Dubois video, like, he was having a casual conversation. It wasn't a heated conversation. One second, he was saying, you could run my name. Like, I have a license. I just don't have it on me. And then the next second, he's dead. Like, think what that must be like. Like, that's not something you have to think about as a white person. Like, you don't have to think about that. Like, one second, I could be having a casual conversation with a police officer, and then the next second, I'm gone. Gone. And nobody would give a fuck. Like, think what that's like. And think about that times a hundred. The idea of, like, not just you, but everybody who looks like you could have to deal with that to where they could be here one minute and be gone the next for no reason and nobody would care and apply that to your entire race of white people what that must feel like to know that nobody will care if you get killed for no reason and try to understand why we're so mad right now think about that before you come at black people like why you always playing a race card we're playing a race card because y'all have made it clear that there's a race card to be played and that there's no concern for us and it's obvious right now y'all presented us with the fact that it's all about race so we're not sitting here like making everything about race you guys told us that it's all about race we're just playing the hand we're dealt at this point and the hand we're dealt right now is if we don't fight back we're just gonna die and no one's gonna give a shit so let the, let that sink happening. in. And it keep happening every fucking week. Every week. I guarantee within the next, I don't want to say I guarantee within the next week, but I can guarantee within the next month or so, there'll be another dead black person who got killed by the police for not saying, hey, white police officer, I'm going to do whatever you say because you the police and I don't have no rights and you can do whatever the fuck you want and tell me to do whatever the fuck I want. And then they, because they didn't do that, they're dead. Not because they were aggressive or because they were angry or because they were unlawful. Just because they didn't like soft shoe dance like, hey, police officer, you the, you the white man and you better than me, so I'm going to do whatever you say. Because they didn't do that, they're dead. Think about that and how that would make you feel if, if your whole race had to live every day of their life with that in the back of their head. If you get pulled over, what's your worst concern? Getting a ticket? Like, right now, every black person, when they get pulled over, they got to think, am I about to die right now? And that's a real possibility. It's not even like, hey, we're exaggerating or we're being hyperbolic. No. Like, that's real. Like, that's, that's really what it's like right now. You get pulled over, you could die. And you could die with your seatbelt on, sitting in your car with no weapon. Not even arguing. And you could be dead. And that's it. You're gone. You ain't coming back. So think about that shit. 
and then donate to our GoFundMe. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're still at $140. And, uh, I still have a sense of humor somehow. And, <laughs> and we would still like to uh, buy better shit and get blue back all this stuff. And if you're a white person and you donate, donate to our GoFundMe, I'll, I'll lay off y'all a little bit. <laughs> for a week. For a week. <laughs> for a week. Before, I, before I endorse killing you. <laughs> well, until next week then. Holla. Stay living. <laughs>